Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the Afternoon Underdogs, brought to you by AirServe on Cards Radio 790KRD. Now, here's Tony Vanetti and Dave Jennings. Well, that was a pretty uh, solid performance with Lamar Jackson on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, yeah he was a little upset. Okay. Not quite hitting 500 yards in week <laughs> one, so we thought, let's go ahead and get that out of the way. Wow, what a, uh, what a couple of weeks can do for your program. Uh, obviously, in the entire summer, everyone was kind of hemming and hauling. What would the team look like? What are we, where are we going with this? They dropped their last three games. Uh, it didn't look uh, good against Houston at LSU. And then out of the gate, 2-0 and against uh, Power 65 teams. One on the road, obviously, on Saturday. Huge win for Louisville. And Lamar Jackson dominating the storylines as we move forward on Saturday afternoon. It was great. Certainly by the time you get to Clemson, which is now, thanks to the FSU Miami reschedule, that is now college game day. I'm sure you've heard by now. That's an 8 o'clock kickoff now on Saturday night. 6.30 network pregame coverage. We'll start at 5, though, right here on 790 KRD. But you look at it, Florida State loses their starting cornerback, one of the co-favorites in the Atlantic Division. No idea if the defense is good enough to carry him. No idea if James Blackman is ready to play quarterback advantage Louisville Clemson they beat Auburn their defense looked great but they didn't do much offensively at least on the scoreboard and Clemson doesn't have to Sean Watson anymore the yeah. path the path is set up for Louisville to win this division I don't want to jump ahead because we saw the last three games of last year and after the Florida State game we were excited like playoff excited you still got to go to Tallahassee oh I know that and a big, but you're right but all at least this is something said, to think yes, about all those things you just said make sense right you're exactly right. On paper, it sets up in Louisville's favor to make a run. Francois is out. Uh-huh. You don't know how they're going to react. Who knows? The guy behind him might be really, really good. Now they're high on him, but he's a true freshman. Or you take care of business on Saturday and the door's open. Everything changes. Lamar Jackson, and it could happen. Again, they didn't blow out Auburn. Clemson did not blow out Auburn. Well, Auburn's a talented team, but... Eh. Their offense has struggled ever since yeah. Cam Newton. So, well, except for that one year, they almost won the title. Right. So there you go. College game day headed towards Louisville. They will do it not at the stadium this year. They will be by the Grawmeyer. They'll be by the Thinker. Okay. They'll be in that mm-hmm. in the giant courtyard area. You can see it to the right if you're downtown moving t- towards down Third Street. You know where it is, right? That's where the president's office is or the interim president is. So the thinker. That's where they will do it because obviously the construction would not look that good I on think television. I think I read something about that statue. He was not actually thinking. I forgot what the real story is, though. But he was not deep in thought. He wasn't going to the bathroom either. Go ahead. Oh, Mud, I was going to say he was in the bathroom. Never mind. <laughs> Now, he'd be reading if that he's was the case. He's not thinking. I mean, he's thinking about reading. Right. Now he'd have an iPhone. It's, it's as usual for men not thinking. Mm. Uh, okay, five seven one seventy nine hundred. Obviously, we got to answer a lot of questions. What did you feel about Saturday's game against North Carolina? Uh, we found a, a running back, Malik Williams. Oh, by the way, bad news. I, uh, yeah, bad news for for Reggie Bonifant. I mean, Malik Williams is the running back. He's your starter. Well, I was going to say bad news for Jeremy Smith. He's out for the season. Well, that also. All right. So that was announced at the press conference today. Jeremy Smith was the starter 
starter starting the season at running back, and he now is gone for the season with a foot injury. So Malik Williams, it's his it's his spot to lose. Obviously, in running, this is why you need all of them. I saw, you know, sitting there listening to L.J. Scott run all over, not all over, but run pretty well against Kentucky, playing for EKU, which I didn't even know he went to EKU. I didn't either. He shouldn't have left Louisville. And why are you yelling? Because I'm upset by it. The second that I heard L.J. Scott was leaving, I was like, running backs, you need 10 running backs during a college football season. What are you doing? So, uh, with that said, Malik Williams is your guy, redshirt freshman, sophomore, whatever. Yes. Uh, he looked good. Power and speed, running the ball, running people over. It was over. the burst. It was hitting the oh. hole with authority and being able to get around the edge on some pretty quick athletes for North Carolina. If you had to point to one thing you're a little concerned about, it's Louisville secondary. I mean, Jair Alexander, hurry up and get better. Right. But they gave up some passing yards. And Lamar Jackson making North Carolina look stupid. He was one of those, oh, I'm about to make you look like a fool. And some of the pictures from Saturday... Oh were awesome. Hey, nice try on that sack. I'm going to go ahead and throw a 60-yard touchdown pass. Oh, that was gorgeous. That wasn't your jump over Syracuse, but that's the moment so far of this early season that, oh, like that. Well, he, it, here's the other thing. The short ball throw was dead on for most of the game, and that is a throw he could not throw at all last year. To me, that was the biggest dramatic, that's the most dramatic thing I saw on Saturday, was that he was not just throwing the short ball, he was leading the receiver. Mm -hmm. So the ball was landing in their hands as they're running full speed. That is a miracle, and it's awesome. If you want to nitpick a little bit Lamar Jackson's game, he's still not perfect on the read option. He's still making the wrong read sometimes. Give the damn ball But you know what? I'll take it. Yeah, no, no doubt. Let's let's work on it a little bit. And, yeah, you got two read options. You kind of miss. There could have been about a thirty yard gain. And right. then, yeah, okay, I will let well, that slide. And we said it on the show on last on Monday. It. We said relax. The thing, the uh, the false starts and the penalties can be fixed. They fixed that, right? In the next game, they got better really dramatically. Okay. Latest AP top twenty fives out. Louisville's up a couple of clicks. They're now number fourteen. So it'll be fourteen versus number three. That's where Clemson sits. Heading into game day Saturday, Alabama on top. Oklahoma jumps a few spots after beating Ohio State their second. USC and Penn State round out the top five. Ohio State dropped to eighth. It's Washington six, Michigan seven, then Oklahoma State and Wisconsin round out the top ten. Florida State didn't play their 11th, so they rescheduled the Miami game. First of all, they could have easily played the game on Saturday, right. but I get it. Safety, uh, better safe than sorry. And now they have a bye week. They don't play until the 23rd. Who does it? Florida State. Doesn't After play the Alabama the game, they don't play till September 23rd now. Oh, my gosh. Cancel one, bye week, oh. reschedule Miami. So they play NC State oh. in about two weeks. Wow. That's going to kind of screw them up a little bit. A little bit. you got a quarterback that needs game action. That's a lot of practice time, but he needs to play against someone that wants to hurt him. Let's get the phone calls rolling. Uh, get your point in and roll on. There's a lot to talk about today, of course, is 9-11. You have your first... NFL, full NFL weekend with college football. A lot of the hurricane talk, we can talk about that, and game day. So that's a lot. 571-7900. My parents are perfectly fine. They were, yes. They're one mile from the Gulf. They're on the seventh floor. Little, It's basically in between Tampa and St. Pete. They're the now, Treasure Island area okay, down there. But, but it was, they said for a minute there, Tampa's the most vulnerable city in America when it comes to a storm. And then they say, it's headed right towards Tampa. They didn't even lose power. Right. So it ended up being just fine. They had the hurricane shutter, seventh floor. They are fine. 
And I, I just wish the Weather Channel would have backed off their Armageddon talk a little bit. Wait, what floor were they on? Seventh. Seventh floor. Okay, so they felt, yeah, we're good. Yeah, they, they, they have two walls on either side. One side's the bay, the other side's the gulf. That can protect up to a six-foot storm surge. Right. And they were thinking it might be seven at its worst. So yeah. maybe the first floor was in danger a little bit. But yeah, but that doesn't, nothing that's not came. them. <laughs> but, the, but the Weather Channel guys are standing in Miami, <laughs> and, and the, the, the graphic says 48-mile-an-hour wind, which isn't that big a deal. And then there's a little bit of water in the street where he's standing, and little ripples are going by. Yet he's acting like he's about to get blown over every second. His hand's on his head. He's falling to the right. He's getting his balance back, back to the right, acting like he's getting blown over by 48-mile-an-hour winds. Well, here's the thing. I saw a lot of those folks standing out there, and they're taking a chance with their lives. Because all you have to have is a nail or a bolt. Yep. Well, it's going to happen. All you, yeah, a nail or a bolt, that's it, that gets picked up in this, and it's 50-miles-an-hour wind right to your forehead, your eyeball, or midsection. Nobody wants to see Cantori get Woo! decapitated by sheet metal. God, he is awesome. Is now, he, he not just the manliest man well, guy? Well, what he does, though, he stands out in it and doesn't act like the wind's bothering him. Right. Flexing. The other guy, yes, flexing. Okay, we'll get back to the story. The other guy's letting 40-mile-an-hour winds push him Let's around. Let's get the phone lines lit up and go. Let's talk about football not on a Brandon, you're on with the dogs on the main source bank phone lines. What's up, buddy? Hey, Brandon. What it be, dog? What it do? Hey, Dave, I'm glad to hear your parents were all right. Awesome. Um, yeah, they're fortunate, yes. Uh, yeah, back to football, man. Hey, you know, Lamar's looking like Lamar. Now, all of a sudden, you're getting these national talking heads, start talking with him again, and it's like, y'all are fools. I mean, y'all you just don't know football. I'm sorry. But uh, I'm a little I'm, – I'm really worried about our defense. I'd like to see them click a little bit. That secondary is looking really, really sketchy, especially when you've got a good tight end that can go up the center. I mean, they just could not stop the tight ends either game. And – I'm hoping that Jair Alexander is definitely going to be back because we really need him. And that's why I'm really worried about this uh, Clemson game because they do, unfortunately, have the guys that that can run and that they got somebody. If our defense doesn't stop them, I think we're in trouble. I really do. That's all I got. Yep, that's a great yeah. thought. Defense needs a wrench on them, that's for sure. I mean, they're stopping the run, but they're, they're looking, they're vulnerable over the top. Fortunately, Clemson's only into week three with their new quarterback. He's not completely ready yet. He's not right. Deshaun Watson yet. Yep. If the D improves a little bit and Louisville doesn't make mistakes, this is a team that almost beat Clemson in the last two years. I know almost isn't good enough except what? Horseshoes and hand grenades. Right. But this could be the year, and it's good timing to get Clemson early. Call the main source bank phone lines at 571-7900. Let's go to A.A. Ron. What's up, buddy? Double A. Ron. Hey guys, how you doing? Good, good. Uh, I'm a diehard Kentucky fan, and I just have to be honest, man. I'm envious of you guys. Uh, it's Lamar again, man. Heisman Trophy. He's the best player in the country, hands down, no doubt. Everybody who was not talked about him and say he, was, you know, he wasn't the the the, uh, the lead for Heisman again was absolute fool. I'm sitting here, I'm watching my team who I. I'm happy we're two and zero. I'll take it. You know, I mean, I'm disappointed in what we have, but you know what, man? I've been a UK football fan my whole life, so I'm used to disappointment. I can handle it. <laughs> but, hey, Aaron, are you are you saying your Johnson isn't good enough? I know. I no. It, now it's over. Everybody knows now it's Johnson's job. After what happened Saturday, and when they brought in uh, a Drew Barker, now we know it's Johnson's job. Johnson was the one who was composed. He was the one mm-hmm. who made the plays. He was the reason why we won the football game. Well, and it's, it's yeah. simple. Yeah, no, it, he's won you games. 
I mean, he's. I don't care what the score is. He's won now nine or is it ten games for it, Kentucky? He's nine and three, guys. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. But yeah. anyways, I just what I wanted to say was uh, congratulations. I mean, Lamar's the Heisman Trophy winner again. He's the best player in college football, and I'm 35 years old. He might be the best football player college football player I've ever watched in my life. Yep. Aaron, A.A. Ron, we appreciate the call. Yeah. Yeah, that you, it is hard to watch him do his thing in 2017. You're just like, am I really watching a kid? Because, look, everyone's faster. You know, it's 2017. Defensive linemen are faster. Uh, linebackers are 250 running four threes. I mean, it is everyone's fast. Everyone. And then this guy makes everyone look slow in the open field. And in the offseason, we said, if he improves as a passer like we think he can, look out. And what's happened so far? Look out. Yeah, look out is right. It's been poise. It's been consistency. It's been upright, <clears throat> excuse me, surveying the field. Sometimes on the little crossing routes, it's not one read and then dump it down. He has surveyed the field and worked through the reads before going to his safety valve. He's a much better quarterback. And all you need, now look, the wide receivers, I don't know which player it was. Was it Dawkins that did the get off me where he shoved the, the corner of the safety to the ground? When he was going towards the sidelines, he grabbed him by the jersey, pulled him towards him, and then body slammed him as he was running. And I went, oh, my mm. Lord. Oh, my Lord. Get out of the way and give us a wow. real team. These guys, Fitzpatrick, uh, these guys are really good. Now, you add Malik Williams, a guy that can thump you and run away from you, and it, it opens everything up. If they can give the ball to Malik Williams, and he he does what he did last or Saturday, it opens everything up for Lamar because you have to account for that guy. Because before it was just like, well, whatever. And Lamar's still getting out of trouble. Not The beautiful thing about that big play was that he stepped up in coverage. Yep. Pressure to the right, he steps forward one or two steps, delivers the rock perfect. In rhythm. Woo! Woo! Now the defense has to get better. The offense played well enough for you to blow out Purdue and blow out North Carolina. Right. I didn't think they were in danger of losing either game, but the scoreboard's closer than it should have been. You can't let teams hang around. I did talk to some relatives, obviously. Um, I have some relatives in Tallahassee. also have relatives in, in Key West. It looks like Key West was okay. That some the, of the other keys, I think, for the most part of you, I'm sure uh, down at the marina, there's problems and all that. But for the most part, I think Key West has gotten beaten up, but nothing devastating. No, it's better to be over prepared. Yes, everyone, Sugarloaf, everyone made fun of the Houston mayor for not yeah. being prepared enough. Right now, people are saying, "Did you go a little overboard on this? Evacuate everything, shut everything down." No, you can't go overboard. No, and they they've asked for them not to c- come back just yet. Right. Uh, so my parents did not want to go to a shelter because there's no beer. Yeah. at the shelter, well, that sounds like a Jennings. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so I'm proud of them. Uh, right. Yes, Sugarloaf and Marathon, not so much on the keys. A lot of people know about a lot about the keys here. In Kentucky, that's one of our, our favorite spots. And that's the interesting thing about this weekend, is that everyone you know has a favorite part of Florida. Sure. Like, so there's some people, oh, Clearwater, every year. Oh, Destin, every year, right? Or they, you know, it's, oh, we go to Jacksonville. We go to Cape, uh, Cape Canaveral. 
everybody's got a favorite spot. Rick Pitino's is Miami, right? So we all are interested in our favorite spot in Florida. And we all know people that have retired to yes, Florida. Yes. Or they're snowbirds and they go back and forth. Yes, yes, yes. And by the way, statement from Kenny Klein, no word on, I know some people are on pins and needles on what, what Rick Pitino's property is in Miami. No word on that yet. So I guess it's probably okay. He, probably I, fairly I, well constructed. I'm pretty sure his is on uh, an island, like it's separate. You have to take right. a, like a boat to get to his private whatever mm-hmm. I bet you it's okay situation, situation they have. Uh, let's talk to the Cardinal. big bad wolf would not be able to blow that one down. Cardinal Ricky, what'd you think of Saturday, bud? Explain some. Man, Lamar was ungodly. You know, let's just get that out of the way. The offensive line outside of that one, you know, mishap by our center, they look much better. Our defense, we gotta have Jair this weekend. If we, we're gonna have a chance, so let's just get that out because otherwise the defense is just suspect right now. It's you know Lamar, we gonna have to put some points up and have them play catch up. But man, uh, the receivers, Fitzpatrick, Jalen, I mean they doing that thing, and like I said, you all, you guys already touched on it with the running back. Man, Malik was out there doing his thing. I'm like, we finally are, you know, we put our foot. And they're behind in the second half. We was like, okay, we're going to start running the ball. And look what happened. I'm still not, you know, you still got to give Reggie a few more snaps, you know, to make a determination because let's be real. He's not, you know, a true running back. So he doesn't have the instincts like a Malik to see the hole as soon as the hole opens up. But still, we got to have him back here, especially now that uh, Jeremy's out. But Oh, yeah. No, no, no. We, we, I appreciate the call. We need all the running backs you can get. I feel for Reggie Bonifant. Here's a kid that does everything the right way, works really hard, studies the game. He's a freak athlete. But every year, he's got Lamar Jackson, who's a better quarterback. No, no, no. Malik yeah. Williams is a better fit at running back. Des yeah. Fitzpatrick's a better wide receiver. There's a place for Reggie Bonifant. He just never settled into that starring role. He, he had it. And then the greatest quarterback to ever play for L came. Hey, it's just dumb luck. He got Lamar. It's just like you got Lamar, dude. I mean, but it's it's the ultimate excuse. Also, what happened? I thought you were the quarterback, right? Uh, Lamar Jackson. Well, oh, remember yeah. Matt Castle, who didn't ever start at USC, backs up Tom Brady and plays okay for yes. a few games. Has a twelve year NFL career out of yeah, this. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, look at uh, Tom Brady. Did he even start? He didn't start for a full season at Michigan, did no, he? No, he was, was he behind not Chad Henney. Um, no, who was, was he behind Greasy, Greasy Brian yeah, Greasy. Brian Greasy. Yes. So I mean. Come on, Greasy went to the booth right away, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and Tom Brady's still playing. Yeah, I think I think he might have tried the NFL, but didn't last long. Oh yeah, and then I wasn't on Fridays, but they lost. Who the the, the Who, New England Patriots? Talking like this? The, the oh. New England Patriots lost. I'm so sorry. Oh, and by the way, I'm so sorry that the devil Tom Brady lost. So did Andy Dalton and the Bengals, and I want to give you some stats on how bad. Andy Dalton's night was. All right, let's afternoon. See, let's uh, save those for after the break. As I in, always enjoy diving in on how bad the Bengals are. As in top five individual worst performances ever <laughs> by a starting quarterback. That's awesome. What's weird, though, is That's the awesome. worst performance ever by a quarterback is in the Hall of Fame, or will be, That's which awesome. is strange. All right. I'll have those numbers. All right, short break. Come back after this right here on 790. Well, there are parts of St. Martin, they are saying now, has gone um, primal. Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, they are looting and maybe shooting each other and all kinds of stuff. 
This is the Virgin Islands, right? St. Martin's the Virgin Islands? Right, and Richard Branson, the guy that has Virgin, Atlantic, whatever, the, the he billionaire. He has an island, yeah. And he's got pictures all over the place. One of them on his island, all of these really, I'm sure, expensive boats, but they're all collected in like one little spot. Right. It's like 200 big white boats yes. all shoved up against the, the yes. shore right. in one spot. Right, right. You're hoping not for not too much damage. All right. Unless they parked them there on purpose to try to minimize there damage. There is a so. ton to talk about. Game day is coming, 9-11, the NFL, and Hurricane. So we're going to try to try to weed through all this this afternoon. And by the way, congratulations! Your Steelers held off the Browns. Yes, it was a win. Yes, Packers defense rules the day. Mike McCarthy is an idiot. So if you missed it, the end of the first half, it's no score. And you're going to give us the Bengals thing and the, the Andy Dalton miserable performance yeah. and where it ranks all time. There's like 48 seconds left. No score. The Packers will get the ball because they deferred to start the second half. Green Bay has two timeouts left. Seattle's backed up on their own 10-yard line. They run it up the middle. What does that tell you? They want to run the clock out and get to the half. Yes. Mike McCarthy calls timeout. Oh, yeah. And then I'm thinking, okay, you do know that with two timeouts, you can't get the ball back. (laughs) It's not possible. If they're trying to run it out, they're going to run it out. Actually, so Seattle ends up getting a first down. And they're like, you know what? Let's go ahead and take a shot down the field. (laughs) And they get into field goal range, and it's 3 nothing Seattle at the half. He's always been horrible on challenge calls, but clock management, someone's got to say, Mike, Mike, Mike. Enough. Can I call you Mike? Yes. Stop it. They're running out the clock. It's scoreless. You get the ball. All right, we have Idiot. Sh- we have Sean and Joe. Joe is on with us right now. What's up, buddy? Hey, I just want to say uh, I'm a driver for UPS, and uh, the uh, college game day trucks, two of them just passed me up over here on uh, on uh, Central Avenue. No. Breaking news. Here. Breaking and, news. Uh, no basketball talk this week, guys. All football. All football. Yeah. I like it, Joe. UPS you. driver right there. This breaking news brought to you by Brill Cream. Yes, they are, do you. they are headed towards campus, not the stadium like they were last year. So if you're going to go and camp out and hang out and do all that, you got to go to the Grommeyer. You can look it up easily on where it is. It's sure, it makes sense to have them in the parking lot somewhere or the old Cardinal Stadium, but it's about the optics. Yep. It's you want the great. greenery, you want the campus featured, and people will... We'll find them and rock it out. Sean, what's up, buddy? Hey, guys. It's, it's amazing what two quarterbacks have done for this program with, with Teddy Bridgewater and now Lamar Jackson. Three game days in two years and possibly a fourth coming up with Florida State, depending on how their season goes. And it's just amazing to even think that we have a quarterback that's now even being talked about again for Heisman. That's that's just amazing. Well, and then the other because you've only last year was Deshaun Watson, but he really kind of faltered for most of the of the season. He came on at the end of the season, so it was Lamar's to lose. This year, you've got um, the kid from from Oklahoma, Baker Mayfield, uh, but he you know and he had a huge top five win. So I appreciate the call, Sean. It, it is he's right, Teddy Bridgewater. Lamar Jackson, these are back-to-back quarterbacks that are program changer because Teddy Bridgewater brings you back from the previous administration or pre- previous coaching staff and what happened there, and he brings you to new heights. And then Lamar Jackson shows up because Teddy played here. And now the next guy is going to want to be here because Lamar Jackson hopefully wins yes. back-to-back Heisman Trophy. And, and if you're a all-star quarterback from of South Florida and mm-hmm. Miami, how do you not go to Louisville? Like, really? And you, you always thought, okay, 
what would they're totally two different quarterbacks. I get that. But what would it look like? What kind of offense would you see if Teddy Bridgewater was coached by Bobby Petrino? By the way, there's, and I don't see Louisville's name there. I forget his name off the top of my head, but he's the, the highest-ranked unsigned player in the class of 2018. Right. Is it Justin Fields? I don't know. Dual-threat quarterback. Yes. I think he decommitted from Penn State. It's thought to be down to Georgia and Florida State. Florida State's going to have a freshman start who may end up being really, really good. Yeah. Lamar Jackson's probably gone to the NFL. I might give this guy a call. Yeah. Oh, no. So you, hey, by the way, you've been watching Louisville games. I know you're high in Florida State and Georgia. Took a visit to LSU, likes USC also. Why don't you watch this uh, Clemson-Louisville game, dude? I always get a joy into talking about how bad the Cincinnati Bengals are. So you're going to uh, share some stats with us today, Dave Jennings. The Red we Rocket. All, we all, is it Red Rocket or Red Rifle? Oh, it's, uh, well, it's a Red Rifle. I think it? it's a Red Rocket now. Okay. So these are the top five worst individual performances by quarterback rating in the history of the National Football League. Okay. The fifth worst performance was by Arizona Cardinals quarterback, the great John Skelton. (laughs) Speaking of red. Point seven. A quarterback rating less than one. He took over for Kevin Cobb (laughs) midseason. Skelton in this game had a second and two, favorable down and distance, was not rushed. Threw a short pass to his left that was picked off by Patrick Willis. Then threw two more picks before he was benched. Point seven. The fourth worst performance in the history of the National Football League was by Ken Dorsey. This is how bad the quarterback situation was in Cleveland. Or Miami quarterback. Right. But Ken Dorsey was the third team quarterback, but Derek Anderson and Brady Quinn were hurt in front of him. That was Cleveland's quarterback roster. Wow. In 2008. Ken Dorsey had a .6. Now, a good quarterback rating for a week is, I mean, you'll put up with 85. Aaron Rodgers is typically around 115. Right. .6 for Ken Dorsey. And ladies and gentlemen, the third worst performance in the history of the league was yesterday. Andy Dalton against the Ravens. Unlike the first two I mentioned, Andy Dalton is your franchise quarterback. Yes. He had four plays in which he himself cost a team... More than a whole expected point. That's really bad grammar there. He had interception, interception, sack fumble, interception, and then a fourth pick. Oh. Not under duress for any of those picks. Oh. Total quarterback rating, point six. Oh. This one probably won't surprise you, but the second worst was by Jay Cutler in 2010 at the Giants. Oh, you don't listen to me on this show. I've told you for 12 years, If you, I said it for Carson, and I said it for this guy. If you're a good quarterback, get out of Cincinnati as soon as you can. Why did the Bengals not trade A.J. McCarron? Because in the back of their mind, they thought, we still might need him. Yeah. So Jay Cutler was second back in 2010, .5, and this is the shocker. The worst performance by a quarterback in the history of the league was by Peyton Manning. Oh, my gosh. 2015 He's... versus the Chiefs. Point three. <laughs> so Peyton Manning, that was it. Five but, completions, but what? Four interceptions. Get that, Peyton Manning what is one, not like the others. Five completions, four picks. I love it. Mm, that's very Tebow esque. All right. Last night, Chris Collinsworth on the call. Uh, this is Chris Collinsworth talking about Dak Prescott and his thighs. Huh? 
220 of it are my legs. And you could see it on a pair of shorts. This is a really thickly... Hang on. You're doing it. when you lean into him, he doesn't always go down. Pretty much. He was well talking about his thighs. And then he doesn't always go down. I think he's yeah. disappointed. Awkward, awkward talk about another man's thighs. That is, yeah. That's show him some Earl Campbell video. Little, remember the Earl Campbell beach video? Yeah, where he's in short shorts. Yeah, but you know what? You those guys, the heroes. That Why we do have, I remember it? It's so. Um, it's hard for me because I love the bus. You know, I love I love Bettis. And some of my favorite wins after the 70s were when in the snow, when they would just hand, or in the mud, they would just hand the ball to bus over and over and over again. Started in third quarter. Mm-hmm. They were just like, we're riding the bus. Get on the bus. And he didn't worry about him because he had that zest soap waiting for him. And he just went, boom, run people over, boom, run people over. You see bus now, he can't walk. Yeah. You see Earl Campbell now, and. It's sad. They have to, when he goes out for a Texas football game, they take him out on a cart. He he has to get out. It's almost like, remember when Ali, they used to have to sure, cart him sure. out there, and they have, to have him in a golf cart, and then he would get out, and then they put it right back in, and he would cart him off. The same story for Earl Campbell. I mean, Earl Campbell's everyone's hero, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, man, he would just run you over. Guy can't walk. I mean, he's in pain every single day. It's something to think about when we look at these guys and our heroes. Oh, sure. And it is, it's, it's something that we're all going to deal with the next couple of years as we start to realize these guys are going to. And that's why I said, and not just because, you know, I know Tom Brady is the devil. Not a but, demon, but he's not like a demon. He is actually the devil. And he's not the son of the devil. He's not, the, he's not a demon like you would see in Omen. The devil or has like kids? That. He, yes, of course he would. Why wouldn't the devil have kids? Hmm. Right? He has all working parts. I'm not paying child support. I, I and he would have multiple mm-hmm. by different women. Serve up the papers. It, so it, I don't it, believe so. It burned up. Yeah, you know, no, you are. You're the devil. But I it's don't so, believe so. But I, you know, you won the you, you won the Super Bowl. You've won six now. Whatever the stupid number is, get out. You could still walk and think. You, there's nothing more to accomplish. He's still pretty, he, and he's still pretty. Which means he's the devil. Which means he is the devil. When a 40-year-old man hasn't aged, yes, there's a fiddle of gold somewhere in his house. Married to that. And by the way, she still looks like that. How would you think that's by accident? Devil work. Mm. Speaking of scary, give me the review of the movie It. It is the best movie of 2017. I would tell you, because the, the, the uh, Academy Awards have been nominating off-the-beat off movies lately in the last decade Never or horror so. movies, or almost never. They will nominate this film. I, there will be some performances in this film that will get nods. The acting is awesome. The dialogue is hilarious. It is... So it's funny. It's funny, but terrifying. I, I looked over at my 14-year-old son, because it is rated R, and he's shaking. Like, he is shaking, and there were several times he just leaned over and said, I'm terrified right now. And it starts, the movie starts, and it doesn't, it's terrifying throughout the entire film. But just when you're about to get overly terrified, you start laughing. There are scenes to where you are terrified, your eyes are going to start to bleed, and you start laughing. A couple of, uh... A couple of months ago, they were talking about how the guy who plays the uh, Pennywise yes. actually made the kids cry during filming. Oh. I, I would not doubt it because he was awesome. Like channeling Gacy. But now you don't think it's not just the Pennywise. 
Like the part of the movie, and I'm not going to give anything away here, is that he makes you afraid of what you're afraid of. So you have the separate little scenes of what they're terrified about, and the clown is in almost all of those scenes. But it's, so it's what you're scared of and Pennywise. And there are times you're like, damn. So if you were in this, let's just say that one of the kids was based on 12 year old Tony Vanetti. Oh, what, it's what the, are you afraid of? It's the ki- oh, oh, uh, snakes is the okay. big thing. Thank you, Indiana um, Jones. Um, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know. They oh, were, what? Afraid of baldness. Well, um, yeah, math tests. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> you look in the mirror, and there's you with the 500-question math oh, test. I'm unprepared for a math test. Wait, that was every test. No hair. Um, it is, it's a great, it's in the, I tell you, the kid, the kid that's in Stranger Things. Yes, that was great. Knocks a home run. He was he was absolutely so, hilarious. Top five horror movie all time. I'm putting it on. It's my favorite right now. Wow. I'm putting it on top right now. Go see it. What about the one you just saw? The one that you. Oh, were... Annabelle. The, that's it, that's in top ten. That's mm-hmm. a top ten. But last night it was it was a it's a full it's a real movie. It's not just jump scares. It's right. not like something in the dark that's scary. This is great dialogue. They even it's Stephen King where he psychologically just he messes mind, with you. He minds you know what. To you, and he and he right. And the characters are creepy. The parents are really creepy. You know, the dad is in in the. So daughter, the parents are worse than the clowns. The, the The parents are really bad, right? They're just real sad stories. So kind of like real life. Yeah, like real life. Yes, in small towns. And it is, I'm telling you, you're going to love You're going to love it. And right when you think they've got nothing else for you, right, right. when you think I'm exhausted, I got they go right back for What you. kind of reviews is this getting, by the way? I don't know. I don't know what the reviews, reviews are. Oh, is, is it? it? Is it? Yeah. yeah. It It's uh, because there's only, like, Tarantino can terrify you and make right. you laugh in the same. But he'll also gore you out. Right. He will gore you out. This is not very gory. There's some Good. gory scenes, but it's, it's all about the scare. So go see it. And by the way, it says It, Chapter 1. So it's just a... It's just the, the beginning one. of it's it. The first one. It's the first one. Uh, but it's made $117 million this weekend. Mm. There wasn't an empty seat last night. So I promised John I'd take him. He was studying all weekend. And I said, okay, we'll go to Sunday night. Is he a big Stephen <laughs> King fan? He's a big Scare Me fan. Like, he he digs the scare. He's not a... Because he, he was like, what's this guy Stephen King? And I was like, well... If you if you're terrified by that, you need to see Pet Cemetery. But th- this could be then the best Stephen King movie ever, then because especially the horror ones. I mean, Shawshank is great, yes. based on a short story, yes. But a lot of his horror movies are so so, right? Like Christine, Cujo, it's a, right? Cujo, they're all the same two and a half star movie, right? Misery's really good. Oh, Misery is is excellent. Yes. No, 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 that, that might be his good. best. That might be his best. But those are like those are like one thing, and they hit you with it for two hours. Yeah, this is different. This is like and it's in the ilk of Pet Cemetery, uh, but better. Another eh. There's some really creepy scenes. Was Children of the Corn? Was that him? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I'm gonna guess that. Not that sure. Maybe that's it. another two star horror movie. Yeah. Eh. Hey, uh, I want to remind you about, yeah, so go see that film. Mid-America Security, 452-6277. Turned your alarm on last night, I bet you. Oh, dude. Bet you, bet you. Well, last night my allergies are killing me. So I said, look, I'm going to sleep downstairs because um, Jackie is like really sleeps light. So if you make any movement, are you okay? What's going on? Did she punch you? It's like, oh my gosh, really? I'm going to the bathroom. (laughs) Everything okay? Where are you going? What's the noise? I sniffled. So I said, look, I'm tired of playing this game all night. I'm going to go downstairs and sleep downstairs. Well, 
I mean, we saw it last night. We got out at 9 o'clock. So, you know, bedtime's not too far after that. Watched a little football and went downstairs. Pitch black dark. I got to tell you, at 48, every once in a while I woke up and went, <laughs> I can see that clown coming over the top of that couch oh, right now. Jackie should have had a clown oh, mask. This would have been great. Oh, Jackie, you missed no. the chance. Oh, no. You well, missed oh it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but, uh, hey, Mid-America Security, 452-6277. You could have gotten equipment. John with it. No, I'm, I'm telling you, he was terrified. I didn't want to do that to him. Because his sister was saying, I'm going to do it. And we were like, don't, don't. Because he might, he might pull some crazy wrestling move, snap her leg off. All right. Mid-America Security, 452-6277. Call them. It's Honeywell Equipment. This is the state-of-the-art stuff. Uh, plus, the guys that work for Mid-America know what they're doing. Either your home or if you own a business, they take care of you, too. You just walk by and you see that red, white, and blue shield, and it says Mid-America Security. You go, oh, there's another business that's protected by Mid-America. Call them, 452-6277. And if you mention this ad, first three months are on them. Back after this. It's... All right, that is the new, welcome back, 790 KRD, Dave Jennings, Tony Vanetti. This is the new, what is this? Hang on, go ahead. This is the new rap song by Lonzo Ball, singing about his younger brother, apparently, or talking about him as a This is the guy that just got drafted? Correct. Okay. It's not bad. No, I've, I've heard worse, like Mud. the Florida State rap song from two years ago. He's no Shaq. Oh, right. He's no Shaq. No, he's no Shaq <laughs> Diesel. Sure. But you know what? I like the little melody in it. I, I think it's very... Um, Melodic. Yeah, whatever. So we did find out that children of... I'm not of, a rap song. I'm not no. a rap expert. I children of the Corn <laughs> is indeed Stephen King. Mud looked yes, that up. Yes, it is. Best part about that movie, speaking of melody, was the theme song. Children of the Corn. I don't remember that. It's really good. Oh, look out here, guys. (laughs) Turn the mics on. We got the mics on. We got the mics on. There's an app that you can... Hey, Conrad! How you doing, sir? Good, good. As I said, the only time I did any rapping was at Billard's during Christmas. Oh, what up, Bob? <laughs> Are you here all week? He's here all week and next week. <laughs> Pull that mic over. Don't talk to the side of it. There, there Don't be shy. Go. Okay, Cletus, we got it what's now. up, buddy? How you doing, man? Who'd you bring here? So I brought Conrad Bachman, and, and the reason that, uh, first of all, if you don't know who he is, he's a very uh, famous t- television actor wow. from way back when. He was uh, he was in Rules of Engagement as uh, Secretary of Defense with uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Sam Jones. I like your background, buddy. <laughs> Well, listen. Nice Rick Stansbury impersonation, he, by the way. Well, today. No, no, listen. My voice is awful. I've been recovering from, you know, bit, big bad cough. And, of course, you know, it might sound a little bit like Bill Clinton, but no. don't worry. I mean, slide my chair a little oh, bit away right. from you here. I that's did not crazy. have sexual relations. Hey, no. Hey, 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 hey. I know. This well, is we, a family we, show. Well, Let's get you, back to we it. We know Words that's going to be true. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so the reason... Uh, so Conrad is uh, the founder of the Louisville Film Festival here in town, and th- you're in your third year doing this. Tenth. Tenth. I'm sorry. What, what am I okay. saying? okay. You can but, ask me anything But you he, want. he uh, the reason we're together is because he had an application for Honor Flight Bluegrass, and he is a Korean War veteran, Air, uh, Air Force Airman, mm-hmm. and he was part of the original Tops in Blue that used to go around to all the bases during the war, and... Oh, yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. Uh, in Korea, so much different than um, 
Well, they're all unique experiences as we go. But it's it's it, again, it is it's soon after World War II. You had a lot of guys that re-upped, right? Uh, and it was just again called the Forgotten War for quite no some kidding. time. Yeah, you know. absolutely. You know, and and that's uh, that's very true. I remember attending an event over at the uh, um, Yum Center with uh, Sam Mosey one night. And uh, they had a bunch of musicians there, and they gave honor to all the different troops from the different wars, and they recognized Korea. That's the first time I had ever been in an event where the Korean War was recognized. It uh, is a forgotten war. It is. It, it, it was a Cold War. Right. It, it's exa- well, it Did we call us. that a police action also? Yeah, was yeah, that yeah, one yeah. of those? The police actions. Yeah. They yeah. Called it, you right. Know. With a machine to gun. Avoid, yeah. it, to avoid Congress. You don't lose 60,000 people in a police action. That was a freaking war. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah it's it absolutely. Sounds like a neighborhood, doesn't it? Yeah. Hey, I, I saw MASH. <laughs> okay. Did I, you I, like I, MASH? Well, you know, that's what it was. Right, yeah. That's exactly what it was. Right, right. Did you like that show as a Korean War vet? I loved it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Alda was a good friend of mine, so we did well, a couple of pictures together. Well, you know, the thing is, we all could probably sit around and name engagements in World War II and Vietnam. Like, we could all say, here's what happened, what year, yada, yada, right? In Korea, we don't realize MacArthur was in charge for a while, right? Did That's he, right. And he drove them all the way back to the border, right, That's until right. the Chinese got involved? Until Truman fired him. And Truman fired him, right? Yeah. And then whoever got in charge after that. I don't remember right. exactly who it right. was. I think yeah, yeah, Truman. Yeah. But he did a pretty good job until they fired him. Well, you know, he was trying to take over the whole Far East. I mean, and he really, I mean, he knew what he was doing. Right. You know, but, uh, you know, we remember Wainwright for that, that trip back to the Philippines. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I do want to thank you, Cletus, for inviting me on the, the honor flight. Hey, you know, we know that crew... Uh, uh, you, you ended up taking, uh, I think, Tony Cruz's place. Yes, thank God. And, uh, Does Tony know that? Snuck in there before you. It, well, everybody on the flight was like, "Thank you for taking Tony Cruz's spot. Thank you, thank you, thank you." <laughs> you can give him a ration later, <laughs> right? But but the the deal is, is that thanks for when, bringing that when up. You guys way. come on, and you you can come back to here and tell that story. That's that's probably the best. Advertisement you yeah. can ever want. Well, we found two World War II vets the first day we talked about it uh, that night. So that that Thursday night on on HAS, we talked about it and two two World War because I said at the end of it we talked about it and I said, look, the biggest problem is that they're trying to find vets. So if if that's you, you qualify. And and they had two contact them. You know, and that's a good point because I got to tell you something. Your World War II, when you stop and think about all the wars, whether it's Korea or whether it's Iraq or anything else. When you stop and think about World War II, I took my father-in-law back to Normandy Beach where he landed. Right. And I stood there on Normandy Beach with him, and I literally cried like a baby. I'm yeah. thinking about it now and getting emotional as to what that was like for those guys to you know, land there and step off that and drown. Not even get into the battle. It was right. drowned with those backpacks and then get to that beach. And I had my uncle, the one that was in the Marines I was talking to you about. You know, he landed, he got there, and he got his right heel clipped off that quick, and he still got through there and went to Kane. Well, know. the first wave of soldiers, we didn't soften up the machine gun nest like we thought we would. The battleships right. were pounding and pounding, pounding. And they were still active, and those first waves of soldiers were just getting massacred. And well, and those rangers that were firing those hooks up to that cliff and climbing oh, up there, yeah. the and the Germans are up the there shooting them off, yeah. the, off the damn ladder. Bob know? Dole was one of those guys, wasn't mm-hmm. he? Well, the 12th Mountain? I think so. Who? Yeah, Bob Dole, the oh. politician. He was yeah. a 12th Mountain guy. Oh, yeah. He, well, he still has a you know, bad arm over there. Yeah, that's place. right. Yeah. But those machine guns, let me tell you, I was on a fifty caliber, mm. and I didn't know that we were expendable. That's all we were. Oh. 
Oh, yeah. We're just to slow you down. Right. Yeah. I'll tell you this much. The success of you guys being on the radio and television, if you got to do a commercial, let me know. Just All right, I got you. But uh, just in that 24 hours after the flight, we had 27 applications come in. Wow. Ten were veterans, 11 were guardians, six were volunteers, and of those veterans, two were World War II, and there were two Korean War veterans in there. Well, Dave, and I told you, man, it was like, you think, well, we're losing a lot of them every day. And Hundreds. It's average 600 a day or something crazy. Is that right? But on the, is it 600 a day? It's 365. A day. A, a day. A day. And there's okay. 600,000 well, left. Okay, on this flight, though, okay, <clears throat> there's the B-17 bomber guy, 25 flights. There's uh, Frank Weaver, Tus- uh, uh, Tuskegee, Tuskegee Airman. Airman. Right. Um, there's that, God, Bill was hilarious. William. Don't forget the nurse. Oh, the nurse. Nurse too. You forgot Bill. the nurse? No, I never no, forget no, the no, nurses. No, he, no. No, uh, <laughs> the airmen pushed them, and when they did the replaying ceremony, up oh there. yeah, it was Frank. Frank Weaver. I was with Frank. He wasn't assigned to me, but I made him my guy. Once we got there, Frank's ninety-four years old, oh, and wow. it's pouring rain, and we're walking everywhere. He's got dress slacks on, dress shoes, and no socks, <laughs> and he's just and he's just like, "You want a wheelchair? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Look, just like you. It's just like it's just like there we are. There we go. <laughs> it's California wear. It's right. <laughs> Uh, I gotta, I gotta tell you, I was at a restaurant uh, about a month ago having breakfast, and as I got ready to walk out out in, in L.A., and as I got ready to walk out, there was this older gentleman sitting there with a hat on, World War II vet, and I looked at him and I said, uh, "I gotta ask you a question, man. You were in World War II?" And he said, "Yeah, I landed on Omaha Beach." Oh my gosh! I, I just picked up his breakfast tab and oh, I I bought him yeah, breakfast. Yeah. I mean, what a thrill! To the, me. The, but even in D.C., the one thing that I'll come away with is uh, like the escorts and all that. But everywhere we went, people the place stopped. Like yeah. when we got off, and those World War II hats and the Tuskegee, like Frank Weaver was a celebrity. Like people, they saw that Tuskegee hat and went, "Oh my god!" And it was everyone stopped at what they were doing and came over and, and, uh, and spent time. It was unbelievable. I'm looking forward to this trip because so I really you am. going in October? He's going to be on our October 14th. Oh, flight. Conrad. It was funny because his application came across, and I saw this California address. And I said, well, maybe this guy doesn't know that there's an honor flight L.A. Yeah. But then I called him, and we, we got to talking, and he's from Louisville, Kentucky. He's a native. Went to Valley High School here. Went to Valley High School. And, U.K. And, you know, well, my son is the one who notified me and sent me to it. He's the uh, CEO of Heiser Hearing Institute. And uh, you were a stunt double for Bing uh, Crosby? Yeah, I was. Yes. No way. Was he cool? Or was he kind of a jackass? <laughs> uh, he's dead now, so you can say. He, well, yeah, he's a little of both, but okay. uh, but he didn't talk a lot. I mean, he just didn't say anything. Right. You know, you could you could ask him a question, and three days later, you get an answer. But but know? he was he was a star when oh you couldn't he couldn't go anywhere. Oh yeah, no no. I mean, way back in the twenties, he was a major. He was a huge star. star. You know, uh, he gave me the best advice I ever had in the business. I said to him one day, I said, uh, Bing, I said, what kind of advice would you give a kid like me? Because I was doing these stunt doubles uh, on uh, Remake of Stagecoach. Right. He said, uh, never go for the lead, kid. And I said, what do you mean, never go for the lead? He said, when the picture falls on his ass, the lead looks for work, <laughs> right. and you go to the next job. <laughs> That's awesome. Best advice I ever had. Spoken by the lead guy. <laughs> I'm going to give you one more. Robert Mitchum. Oh, told, yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. he told me. He you said, hang out with nothing but tough guys. I asked him. No, but I, he, I knew him well. But anyway, I said, uh, I, I said, what kind of advice would you give me? And he said, just remember this. Yours is not the reason why. 
Yours is but to do and collect. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Conrad, it's cool to come in, man, and hang out with us. Uh, you're Film going Festival. To- it's Film fault. Festival. What's going on? What, tell me what's going on. we got to get to break here. What's oh, I've got a Louisville's International Festival of Film, which is this week, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, and uh, it's going to be at Muhammad Ali, oh, and great. we also do some screening at the Louisville Free Public Library. Sweet, and, and we've got some great films on Thursday. At opening the night is Thursday night at the Louisville Science, Science Center. At Kentucky Are these Science films Center. shot here, originated people that were born All here. World. We have anywhere thirty to forty countries. Okay. in the festival, Hello. just happens to be held here. It's like our cans. Yes. But it's Louisville. That's right. And well, that's exactly Did I say that are. right or is it You know where we are? We're can on the Ohio. I got you. I've heard it called a can before. Go ahead, please. Go ahead. Another word, too. The, the premise behind the film festival is because it supports the 501c3 that, that he's got here. Louisville Film Arts Institute, which we support Heiser Hearing Institute mm-hmm. for Children. Right. We also support, uh, we provide scholarships for uh, Fern Creek, Pleasure Ridge Park, and Ballard High School. I love we it. support them. Yep. Uh, and they're making movies everywhere but L.A. these days, so I love it. And the tie-in. They're coming in here more and more now. Atlanta's you know. the big place now. Atlanta, and, and they're coming well, to Kentucky. Atlanta is the new Hollywood. Right, that's right. Yeah, that's true. Is yeah. there a movie that you're going to see this weekend that is getting some advanced buzz yeah, give us you want to tell people about? Yeah, there's a couple. As a matter of fact, Open United Film is called Bomb City. That's getting a lot of advanced buzz. Uh, but, you know, it's up to the independent filmmaker. But I have to tell you, there's, there's one film in this festival that's so good. It's called Bake Shop Ghosts. Hmm. It's really good. We've got another one though that is about. It's called Unchained, and I got to tell you, you want, I see, I see every film, right? Uh, and it's all about the uh, abuse of elephants. And oh, you wow. cannot oh, believe, oh yeah, what they do to these elephants to train these elephants. Well, not anymore. They closed all the circuses, man. Oh, thank God, man. Yeah. Well, we don't know what they do worldwide. This film, we don't do what they do. Worldwide. If you see this film, you're yeah. going to be on the elephant bandwagon. I Trust me. Be hard for me to watch. What is, what is Bake Shop Ghost about? Big Shop Ghost is about a little girl who uh, comes into a store and she only has a few cents to buy something. Uh, anyway, I can't. You know what? I don't want to you give, give it away. You want to give it away? We got to go anyway. Right, right, right. Cletus, it's great to talk to you, buddy. Thank you, Bruce Willis. Cletus, is thank, the whole time. I want to thank Cletus for dragging me along today. Yeah, yeah. Man, Cletus is the best. Back after this, right here on Seven Ninety. Charity. It's the Afternoon Underdogs, brought to you by AirServe on Cards Radio 790 KRD. Now, here's Tony Vanetti and Dave Jennings. Hi, we are back. Hour number two of the dogs. Thank you, Conrad and Cletus, for coming in and hanging out with us here in the last couple of minutes. But we have so much to get to. Of course, college game day is headed this way. Louisville's 2-0. and The NFL. Oh, yeah. By the way, it's going to be a blackout. The Clemson game. Yes. Is a blackout. It has moved to nighttime, as you know. Game day in, 8 o'clock kickoff. We'll start pregame coverage here on the network at 6.30, but we'll get going at 5 right right here on 790 KRD. Uh, First full weekend of college and NFL, so you had Saturday and all day Sunday to watch football. We made the chili yesterday. Oh, so good. Oh, and the weather was so perfect. So good. It was perfect, too. It was, it was one of those where you're fighting going, I want to watch football all day, but outside really is nice. What do we do? I have a portable 5-inch high-definition television. I was able to pick up WDRB, so the Packers-Seahawks was watched outside on the deck. Yeah, so awesome. Uh, I've got to now try to make a decision on what I want to do, because I can order through Spectrum, like whatever, the NFL package. 
but I just because I was stuck with the Rams and the Colts. Oh my word! As the AFC game. If you're a Colts fan, it's I'm like, sorry. Uh, the, the Rams, the Rams aren't that good. Come on! And they made you look like a high school team. Come that was on. embarrassing. Really? Uh, and of course, the not sure that Andrew Luck can save that. Sixteen years later, 9/11 still means the same for almost all Americans. Uh, still fighting this war. 16 years later. That is a, a discussion we'll have later on the other show from 6 to 8 of when will that end. Uh, you know, If you can make your best guess, we're 16 years now. We're reengaging in Afghanistan. That is nowhere in, 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 in sight. So Afghanistan has been a haven for thugs and warlords since way before we were a country. Yes, Russia went in there, didn't get it done, got out. At some point, we're going to have to have that same discussion as we spend billions of dollars to rebuild Afghanistan. Yes, but also, as I went over the southern... Uh, seminary uh, about three two months ago and that was with the historian theology historian this is the professor and his assistant so who's gonna i said it's in the middle of the tv shoot i said look has there ever been peace in the middle east it's a simple question yeah. it puzzled both of them right this is what they study this is what they do and they went uh not for any significant time. And I go, okay, so then we're idiots thinking we could do it, right? Right. Okay. Us and our 250-year-old country. That makes sense. There are periods of calm when they have truces, but long-lasting peace and respect, the no, answer to that question exist. is never. Never happened. Okay, so Lamar, I just got a text. Somebody said, Mike Summers, we told you, best offensive line coach in the country. You can't argue Lamar Jackson had more time to throw the ball. And... Running lanes from Leek Williams were pretty darn good. And he also calmly went through his reads. Yes. He wasn't doing that last year. He'd take off and run. Still not perfect on the read option and making the right call, but that is a different quarterback. We said if he makes the leap to passing quarterback, being comfortable in the pocket, first of all, having time to do that, back to your point about Mike Summers, this is going to be a scary individual. And ask North Carolina and ask Purdue, he's a scary individual. All right, let Dave wait through the break so we'll get him now. Dave, you're on with the dogs. Hey, what's up, Tony, Dave? Good hey, to see what's Good up, to talk to Patriot you. Dave? Where PD. You, where you been at? Oh, working, man. I'm I'm busy now. I, I don't get to have the radio on while I'm at work now, so I, I miss you guys. Yeah, we miss you calling in. Yeah, I missed you yesterday when I had a good time at a car party. Yeah, I was. Uh, I had to miss that. I, my son, That's no problem, uh, yeah. Tony. Yep. We know you're a busy man. We yep. had a good time. I guarantee you, with, with that crew. Hey. Reason I called, man, my great uncle Jeep, uh, Jerry Schuler over in Jeffersonville, was on that trip you're talking about up oh. there in DC. He said you all treated them like kings, so I just want to call and say thank you on his behalf. Oh man, he he had a great time up there, man. It he really enjoyed it. I was over there over the weekend looking at uh, some of the pictures and such he took. Dave, the thing was. These guys don't ask for help. They don't, they don't, uh, they, you want to say, can I help you? Can I whatever? Can I whatever? And they're off and running. They're in their 80s and 90s and they're off and running. I mean, they're just, they're so tough and they're so humble. Uh, and let me tell you something, Dave, when some of them were, whatever war that they fought in, when we got to that memorial, it was, it was really emotional. It was crazy. Yeah. He said it was, it was good to see. So he ran into a few people that he hadn't seen in a long time and, Really meant a lot to him. So, like I said, I just wanted to tell you all thank you for uh, all y'all did up there for him. They really like said, said y'all treated him like kings. So, I just wanted to pass that on to you. Thanks, Dave. And uh, sorry about the Tom Brady's the devil comment earlier. Oh, that's okay. Hey, you know, they hate you. That means they love you. They <laughs> right. Just don't be you. 
All right, Patriot Day. We'll talk to you, man. Well, nobody likes the devil, but if he's helping you win Super Bowls, you put up with him. Yeah, that's but exactly those guys right. should be treated like kings. And what's nice about these flights, too, we talked with Conrad about the Forgotten War Korea, and obviously we know how veterans were treated after Vietnam. And some of these guys maybe being treated like kings for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. And some of them you can't tell their age. I mean, there's a guy I, I overheard. He was talking to the three, the girls that sing and are all dressed hitting up. Hitting on the chicks. Up. He was hitting on the chicks. And of course, the pilots. And uh, he was a helicopter uh, pilot in in uh, in Vietnam. In Korea, flew jets or something like that. And he's talking about all his missions. But he looks well put together. He's got to right. be 85. He's 85, right? But he's well put together. He fills out a T-shirt pretty well. He's got his ball cap on, still has a flat top. And, you know, and he's like, you know, telling stories. Well, let me tell you this. Did he have Dak Prescott thighs? And all girls wrong like oh my gosh oh my. no really he was working on, he was working on, <laughs> good for him i was overcharging my phone over here over i was listening in on what they were what they were doing good for him all right uh, five seven one seventy nine hundred clemson and louisville the tigers are a three-point favorite but let's talk about that later in the week we've got north carolina to talk about from this past saturday louisville obviously the defense needs some tweaking uh they cannot allow clemson to to do some of the things that north carolina was allowed to do especially in the passing game and two different quarterbacks did it the quarterback that did not play well last week had to come into this game and played well. Yep. So the, and Jair that's a huge break, but they played pretty well last week. But this week, I mean, and, and Clemson is a better team. Don't have to tell you that than North Carolina. So you've got two games where your offense played well enough to really blow these teams out. And, and they weren't in danger of losing either game, but they let them hang around. You yes. cannot let a team hang. You do not want... Another close loss to Clemson because you couldn't get a couple of stops. Uh, and they were sneaky like that because even in the post game, you saw Bobby Petrino and he was like, one of the reporters said, did you get a little antsy when they took the lead in the second half? And, and he did not mm-hmm. register to Bobby that they had taken the lead in the second half because they led by one point. Right. And he said, they took the lead in the second half. Is that right? He goes, that kind of bothers me. He goes, so they, Louisville's offense was rolling. The defense was not putting them in good positions. And, and, uh, and that when Louisville would strike, and it would be one of those, okay, they're shutting the door on North Carolina, North Carolina would do something else. That's what I expect on Saturday against Clemson, but to the people that were like, oh, slow down, it's North Carolina. That's North. That's a big school. That's a program that can recruit well from North Carolina and South Carolina. That's a good recruiting base. They're well coached, and they're on their home field. So, whatever. Don't. And you know who I'm talking to? Down 13-3 to at home to mm-hmm. EKU. I mean, that's that literally, that is the... Now, most Kentucky fans were on Twitter complimenting Lamar Jackson, like, wow, what a performance. Wish we had one of those guys. But then you get the ones, the dumb ones, that are, are talking smack about beating North Carolina, Louisville beating North Carolina, like, slow down. And it's, they're down 13-3 to to EKU at home. And you're just like, really? Are you watching your it's, game? It's bad timing. But I'll tell you what, and I don't want to jump the gun again and get us all into playoff excitement like we kind of were last year. But go ahead. But Clemson is breaking in a new quarterback. They only scored 14 points against an okay Auburn team. Auburn's pretty good defensively. We'll see how Louisville plays next week. Florida State lost their starting quarterback. And um, the defense is going to be pretty good, but we'll see. They don't play again until the 23rd, so I have no idea how their guy is. So they're going to go with an untested freshman quarterback. Clemson is breaking in a new quarterback. Lamar is a better quarterback than the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback we saw last year. If the defense can improve week by week, Louisville has a great shot in this division. Yes, but I, I I know I can't get those last three games out of my head. But Lamar being that much better, I know we talked similarly last year at this time, but 
It's setting up well based on FSU and Clemson's concern. How important is your offensive line? Well, you're seeing it. Now, the Clemson's front four, or front seven, that's not North Carolina or Purdue. Auburn, av- These guys are fast and, and badass. Against those guys, Auburn averaged a half a yard per play in the second yes. half. Yeah, different a half defense. a yard. Yes. So, uh, Let's talk to Big Styles. What's up, Big Styles? What up, big guys? Hey, hey. How you doing? Hey, I'm good, man. I'm at work, but uh, fairly a new caller started listening to you guys probably about about a month ago. All right, but, uh, cool. Here's my question: Has there ever been a back-to-back Heisman? Yes, yes, Archie Griffin. Archie Griffin in 1974-75 for Ohio State. Okay, so let's just say that Lamar did win. How ecstatic would NFL, college, everybody be? Well, college is one thing. The NFL could care less whether you win the Heisman or or not. Can you make right. the NFL throws? And, and it's been a bit of a jinx, they, actually. They'll watch tape. They'll say, oh, great, that they won the Heisman twice. They, they, they'll watch tape after tape after tape, and there's pro days and all that kind of stuff to, to kind of go in there. He can make the NFL throw. Uh, the problem, the biggest thing that happened on Saturday, Big Styles, is that short throw. He could not make that simple throw. He was like uh, the, the guy from, um, remember the Titans? Uh, right. Uh, Sonny, or what was his name? Sonny Bono. No. What was the name of the kid? It was like, you, can't, you can throw it a mile, but you can't pitch it three feet. That was Lamar last, week, last year. This year, he's feeding that short, and they were so effective against North Carolina because there was no tape on it before. Right. So it was awesome. That's part of the good thing. So let's say he won the Heisman, but we still did not get a good bowl. Oh, you yeah. Were, you were leading to would another that, question. Would that hurt us or help us? Well, oh, well, no, the Bulls are big styles. Here's the discovery the last two or three seasons. The Bulls are kind of a joke. Uh, right. And, and players, once the word got out that players don't really try a lot really hard, the ones that are going to the NFL, and then last year you had two or three first-round draft picks, flat-out decide, thanks for the call, Big Styles, flat-out decide, I'm not playing before the draft. Ten years ago, probably hurts them. Dave, they go, oh, not a team player, I see. I don't know if he's that a character guy. Now the NFL is rewarding them. Yes. Oh, you're smart. You don't want to play in the bowl game. What's going to happen this year, though, after last year's whole Dabu Swinney and Deshaun Watson should have won the thing based on the way his team finished? Let's say Lamar and Louisville go 9-3, and three, but Baker Mayfield or somebody else doesn't quite have Lamar's numbers but gets a little closer. He'll win it. The team factor can come into play. Yes. Louisville needs to win at least 10 games, and Lamar's numbers have to be solidly better than anybody else. You just have to watch out for that, that, again, that Deshaun Watson guy. Baker Mayfield wasn't great in week one. He was awesome in week two. We'll see how it goes. Nobody's going to have Lamar's numbers. Team accomplishments are going to come into play this year. I would agree. I would agree with that. Whether it's fair or not, the Heisman is not designed to be a team reward. It's about excellence over an entire season. But because he won it last year, a better team performance could push someone over the top if he's close. Allen Electric 636-HELP is the phone number. Give them a call. They are master electricians. These are licensed electricians. If you've got an electrician on your front porch, make sure before you sign anything, hey, do you have a license? Trust me, because that's there are um, there are a lot of companies that on the side pretend to be electricians. Okay. They do something like plumbing or construction, and then they go, hey, we also do electrical work. You want somebody that's dedicated to electric work, and that's Allen Electric. 
Call them, 636-HELP. That's the phone number. Back after this short break, we'll take your phone calls and more. 571-7900. Keep them brief so we can get everybody in and get uh, and tag team up some football on 790. The air serve afternoon underdogs. Football getting big time again. Florida State Miami reschedules. That opens up the game day experience to Louisville Clemson. It will be number 14 Louisville, number 3 Clemson, 8 o'clock. That's right, nighttime, prime time, perfect tailgating. Be a long night sitting in the green lot, but it'll be worth it after finally knocking off Clemson, and it will be a blackout Saturday evening. I don't want to indict the guy, but Baker Mayfield and the stabbing of the midfield with the flag, i got to tell you, I, we talked about this last week on how lucky we are we have Teddy Bridgewater, Lamar Jackson, the Chris Redmonds, to where we haven't had just like um, All-American type talent at quarterback at University of Louisville. They've been character guys, yep, right? Like every one never, of them. And nothing against partying, but we've never had really a partying kind of cocky quarterback guy where you kind of worry about what's happening on Saturday night. Sure. Um, I'm sure they got in their fun while they were here, but you never heard about any of it. And there was any sniff about it. And there was never, never anything like this. Now, I'm not indicting him. He was excited he won the game. But something at some point might want to keep you from taking that Oklahoma flag and stabbing it into the Buckeye mid midfield there. And I understand Ohio State fans are the worst, right? I get that. They're obnoxious to the 10th power. But too far? Oh, of course it is. Yeah. It also awakens who? Not Pennywise, but the Karma Chameleon. Oh, yeah. Do not awaken the Karma Chameleon. Oh, and Pennywise. And he is awake. Could do both. He or she or it or Zay or Z. It is it awake. Is awake. Look exactly. at this. So Baker at some point is going to have some... It's not about the redemption. It's about the reckoning. Right. There you go. See, he's awake. He sounds happy. Karma, karma, karma chameleon coming right at you. Baker Mayfield, look out. 452... Oh, I'm sorry. 571-7900 is the phone number. You can call 452-6277 if you want. It's a security system. The song just relaxes me. Keep man. the clowns out. Uh, what, what, can Louisville do it again? Can Louisville do like a performance against Florida State where they just blow Clemson out like that to where yeah. you're just like, where did this team come from? If I saw more on defense, I think that could happen. But Clemson is not the same team without Deshaun Watson. It's only week three. It's a good time to catch them. Five seven one seventy nine hundred. Let's talk to Adam. You're on the Main Source Bank phone lines. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, I just I think we can do it as as long as we the crowd plays the twelfth man in the defense and, and yells as pot, as loud as they can, you know, and give that give that line you know fits. Don't let him you know sit there and just be able to call plays out. I, I don't want him even to hear himself. We just need to make it loud for him. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Here's the deal. It's Saturday night at eight o'clock, eight thirty. It's going to be a sauced up the the last game like this because Florida State was at noon. The, yeah. the the last game like this was hollow was it Halloween night? Was uh, that West Virginia? Yeah. No, yeah. Florida State. Yeah. No, it was Florida oh, State. That, okay, wasn't it Florida State? Was a night game on a Thursday night, and that was the loudest I've ever heard of the stadium. That's and that's not Saturday. And that was drunk. And that was drunk crowd. And I and I and I I'm thinking the Louisville crowd's going to be drunk and they're going to be loud. I think you're going to get what you want, Adam. I hope, man. I I want our fans just to come together, man. 
Really? Oh, I mean, don't worry about it, that. Give it, give it to them. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. They've been teasing with defeating Clemson for a couple, three years now. Well, we got to return the favor because they'll tell you the, the Louisville fans will tell you. Even Bob Petrino, I thought he said, "Oh no, did he say it wasn't the loudest?" He got himself in trouble last year. Oh, the Karma Chameleon. Was See, the loudest. Yep. you keep on poking that thing. What's up, River? River. Hi, fellas. How is you? We doing we good. Is good. Doing good. How be you? I'm a lot better than last weekend. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> hey, um, you know, I've heard some people say some of the things I was going to say, so if I repeat it, I'm just agreeing with their great knowledge. Um, mm-hmm. Myself, I'm the defense scares me at times, and it's mainly the pass defense, but mm-hmm. we, we've shut the run down. So, And Clemson relies heavily. If you watched any of the Kent State game when they just thrashed them, they were just running 70 yards at a time. So I feel good there. Uh, what I want more than anything, and I know I'm nitpicking because I love Lamar, but please, God, hand the ball off some on them reads. Yep. I mean, <laughs> you've got to let the ball go a little bit. <laughs> but I know. I know I'm being greedy. So, But I'll be there. I'll be loud. And I'm the DD, so I can't drink. There you go. All righty. Hey. Designated driver. We need plenty of those on Saturday night. No, you do need to hand it off once in a while out of the read option to keep the defense honest. They'll key on you as long as they realize you're always going to keep it. Yeah. Um, it is. He's improved so much. You could see that the short ball throw we talked about all mm-hmm. afternoon is dead on, where he couldn't complete it last year. And he was dead on with that. Uh, the running lanes were wide open from Malik Williams. Plus, he did some running over and running away from folks. If you can get a running back that consistently, you can consistently uh, have that in, in your pocket, in your toolbox, then it opens it up for uh, Lamar to do what he wants. Well, and surveying the field and going through his progressions. Actually being patient, working through it. And at the last moment, check it down. Not check it down after the first read is not there. He's improved so much in that department. Last night you texted me, why the hell is Ezekiel Elliott playing? I could not believe, because I went to go see the movie It. I come back, and I turn on the television, and there's Ezekiel Elliott running down the field. And I went, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, his lawyers said that, whoa, 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 when he was suspended six games by the commissioner. Look it, this is not a criminal act. He did not have due process. You just said he can't play for six games. So he and the NFLPA Players Association got a judge to issue an injunction which, while they sort that out in court, means he can play. Now the NFL is taking that to the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, trying to get that injunction lifted. What could happen is Ezekiel Elliott, as this plays out in court, plays the entire season while they wrangle it around at the bench. Okay. Unless unless the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals acts quickly, yeah, but, which won't happen and lifts the injunction. But so, the NFL is a private organization. It's, I know. it's like a rec league, right? A judge can come in and so no no Dave Jennings gets to bowl this weekend because it was not fair that the rest of the the people that run the league say he curses and smokes cigarettes and hits on all the women and well, he's this, gotta go. This happens all the time. You and doesn't matter who the president is, but a president wants to do something and then some appeals court. In Seattle says you can't do that. It's like, wait a minute. There's just a random judge somewhere right. that is more important than me. Yeah. And Roger Goodell's thinking, this is my deal. Uh, by the but way, that's what's happening. As long as it's in court, as long as the injunction stays, 
the NFL, oddly enough, looking for a stay of the injunction. This is why you need stable of running back uh, backs. Today was announced Jeremy Smith. He sat last Saturday, and he'll sit longer than that. He's out with that foot injury for the rest of the season. And I feel for Reggie Bonifant. You've got wide receivers that are obviously better than Reggie. You've got running backs, Malik Williams, that obviously is going. They're going to take over as the number one back. Well, no, I, Reggie's still important. Yeah. He's going, but he he never found the. He's going to get all the re- reps. He I think it's too early to say that. I think it's I think he's going to get all the reps he can. You you Malik Williams can't run the ball the rest of the season. I mean, he's he's got to have. He's going to get all. He but can. you think Reggie's the quarterback? I know. And then the best ever to play at Louisville probably takes over. You think he's going to settle in at wide receiver? Never really happened last year. They've got some really talented young guys. And you think he might settle in at running back. He got all the reps. And Williams is just a little more elusive and hits the hole a little quicker. I'm feeling bad for him already. He's a senior. And he's never quite found his spot. Hard though he try. Let's get to Rob. You're on the main source bank phone lines. Yeah, guys. Good afternoon. Pardon my voice. I'm a little hoarse. That's all right. From a football weekend, I guess. Uh, Anyway... um, I've heard several times on other radio stations, not TV, but I watched the Ohio State-Oklahoma game on television. The two announcers, and I forget his name, the guy who was a quarterback at Ohio State, were very, very good. Herb Street. Kirk Kirk Herb Street. Yeah, Kirk Herb Street, right. When they saw what what Oklahoma did, he reminded people, uh, he said, we might remember, as bad as that looks, what, what Ohio State did last year at Oklahoma when they beat Oklahoma. Have you heard anybody talk about that? They sang the they fight out, song. They taunted after the game. They beat Oklahoma, and they taunted them afterwards, and they sang to the middle of the field in the middle of their, on their logo and, just, and sang the uh, Ohio State alma mater, which doesn't sound like stabbing it, but it's similar. And they were very arrogant and kicked off the Oklahoma players. So it's a double-edged sword. It's not always exactly what it looks like. Is all I'm saying. Uh huh. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I got you. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's no. it. But oh, that I appreciate it. Thank that, you, that awakened the karma chameleon. And what happened to Ohio State? Saturday happened. Uh, now I don't. Again, uh, a lot of people have talked about that. That they did the same thing at their place last year. Now I thought they ran to the end zone and sang their fight song. I thought that was fine. I mean, that's fine. You run to where your fans are, and you are, go arm-in-arm, arm, which is what a lot of teams do, and you sing the school fight song. To me, is just school pride in the corner. If they stood on the emblem of the OU emblem, the Sooner emblem in the middle of the field and sang it, okay, that's, that's, that's wrong. Nothing good happens when two, you stomp on emblems. Two wrongs don't make a right, that's for but sure. But two rights make an airplane. That's right. They do. Mm-hmm. Look it up. That was one of the things when we were on the bus and we were riding by this, the whatever that building is that is in the aerospace museum, right? Smithsonian. Is it? Is it in the Smithsonian? It or might the be aerospace. Yeah, probably. Okay. Um, and I was like, you mean the? Pla-? And they're like, yes, the the first plane from is Kitty Hawk. It's Kitty Hawk, the guy, the one that they were standing next to, and they flipped the coin. Can you imagine flipping a coin? Who's going to fly first? Right. <laughs> Wilbur and Orville. Yeah, Wilbur and Orville. <laughs> Two guys that make bicycles. Yes. Said, invented flight for man. Mm-hmm. Not some Roman, theolo- you know, not some <laughs> no, it, big thinker from wherever. Icarus some, tried. Some Greek, right? No, it was Orville. And Wilbur. <laughs> and Wilbur. <laughs> from North Carolina. Yep. And they probably both said that a lot, too. Yep. Yep. <laughs> 
Think we should do wings? I wonder if yeah. one of them was like a drunk, and he came up with the idea. The other one's a drunk, and he went, why? What do you mean we can't? What the hell? We need to fly. There's always one idea guy and an execution and guy. And the other guy goes, well, Wilbur, no one has done it yet. Well, why not us? Well, wait a minute. Why not us? Why not us? It's like Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd. And here's another one. What? They just looked at a bird's wing and the shape of it, right? Right. Just the shape of a bird's wing. Really? But look at all the attempts that failed before with the guys pedaling and the wings (laughs) flapping up and down. So stupid. What's wrong here? The bird's body weighs about two ounces. That's what's wrong. Jeff, you're on with the Afternoon Underdogs. What's up? All right, I have, uh, usually it's my dumb question of the month, Dave and Tony, but how long do you think it's going to be before a judge, federal, district, what, is going to make a decision? Because I've heard that Ezekiel Elliott could lose up to a million dollars. And my question is this, when does a judge step up and go, wait a minute, Roger Goodell, yes, you have the power over this and this, but this kid has no criminal record. This is America, Tony. One man cannot take a million dollars of your money, can he? Sure he can, if he's my boss. Yeah, if he's responsible wow. for paying me, yes, sure he can. If there are there are uh, morality clauses in all of our contracts, if we do something that puts a bad light, we could have the most successful show in the history of radio. And we could grab Taylor Swift, and, and, and if it's I over. get a, if I get arrested for domestic violence, iHeart is firing me the next day. What did he get arrested for? Well, he didn't get arrested, but there is but a yeah, case. That's gray pending. area that I'm saying. Yeah. There's a, there's a suitcase. Blow, of fi- man. That's all I can tell you. I'm with Look, well, he's playing and he's not getting. He's, he's getting his money now, and it's going to be in the courts for a while. Jerry Jones found a judge. Money, Texas oil money, found a judge to say we're going to stay this. The, the NFL was acting on behalf of uh, the Ray Rices of the world. Like, okay, we're not following in this trap again. The NFL said the next time something like this happens, we are going to be really swift, decisive, and very tough. And Ezekiel Elliott happened to be the next guy. Yes, yes. Let's go to Tom. You're on with the dogs. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing today? Good. Good. I have a, a, a equally dumb, dumb question for today. Since we're having a Teddy Love Fest today, why does it take U of L twenty five years to retire someone's number? And by by the time that happens, no one knows or or forgets who these folks are. Oh, that, that's an age old that's an age old question. I appreciate the call. First of all, it, it depends on the sport on one of the mm-hmm. uh, the rules of retiring either a number or a jersey. Now you can put a jersey in the honor ring of honor. But retiring numbers, you have to qualify. You have to be an All-American, an AP All-American. You have to make certain lists. And as important as Teddy was, he didn't have a ton of time here. Teddy will expedite his process when it comes to statues, banners, whatever, retirement, by playing a lot in the National Football League. That tends to be a factor. Johnny Unitas wasn't a stellar college quarterback. He's okay. He made his name in the NFL. He'll be in the Ring of Honor. Oh, sure he will be. There's no question. For what he did for the program, Teddy Bridgewater will be in the Ring of Honor. But if he has a couple of all-pro years in the NFL... It's regardless of numbers. His name will be out there. Doesn't matter. And it'll happen faster. Doesn't matter the numbers. He'll be up there. I know he will. I'm saying Uh, it'll happen faster. 
if he's playing now. Yes, true. Five seven one seventy nine hundred. if you've got a take, man. So much to talk about today. Sternberg Automotive, they're looking for the crew of the month. If you go to whas.com, click on contest, if you know a crew, uh, a cement crew or a brick crew or two a live crew. Uh, two live crew or um, painters or electricians, and you nominate your crew. How about rowers? At the Well, no, not really. No. Uh, crew of the month, the Sternberg crew of the month, I will bring you lunch. Steve Steve James and I will stop on by your job site, and we'll bring you lunch and some drinks on a Friday at the end of the month when we choose that group. So go to WHAS.com and do that. Meanwhile, check out the work trucks at Sternberg Automotive. I just saw online to where Sternberg had gave, given a truck to a, an electrician or a group that's going down to help oh, cool. in uh, in Florida. So uh, the Sternbergs do that all the time. They're family-owned and operated since 1967, a low-pressure, low-drama uh, car lot. You get on there, and you and they just they want to help you buy a car. There's no real salesman on the lot. So go check them out. Sternberg Automotive. Preston Highway, a block up from Fern Valley. And we'll be out there Friday, and they usually have an amazing deal of the week. Yep. Back after this, short break. Go seven night. We are back. We are back, my friend. The air serve afternoon underdogs. Talking the weekend. The NFL happened. College football week two, and you find yourself now with college game day coming here Saturday, and they'll be by the Thinka. They're not going to be set up because construction is a uh, everywhere at Papa John's Cardinal Stadium. So the game day experience will be on campus by the Thinka, and then later on that night it is a blackout. Pre-game coverage officially on the network starts here at six thirty. Five o'clock though for our local pregame coverage on 790. Right, so they'll do that whenever, nine, was it 9 a.m. to noon or whatever broadcast, 10 a.m. to noon, whatever it is out at the at the Grawmeyer. That's where the saucing begins. Right. But that's nowhere near, oh yeah, I guess it is. You can walk from sure. there. Right, you can walk from there, yeah. Okay, yeah, all right, we're good there. It's a bit of a hike, but it can be done. Yeah, yeah, okay. And it's really early in the day. Yeah, and then kick off. To walk backwards. 8.30, not 8, right? Yeah, it's usually 8.20-ish. Okay. Network coverage starts at 8. Okay. So they'll talk about it for a while, kick now, it off at 8.22. The game at Clemson last year was widely known as one of the best, if not the top five games of the entire season. Mm-hmm. For most of the season, until the the playoffs and the bowl games, it was the highest rated game in college football. Lamar Jackson, Clemson, Deshaun Watson, that atmosphere. I would assume this is this is going to be the same sort of story. Oh, no question about it. It's going to be a very high rated game. Louisville's defense is not as good as it was last year. Their offense might is better. Right now you're getting more out of the run game. It's better. You're getting more out of Lamar Jackson as far as being a complete player. Wide receivers are NFL caliber. He's getting more time to throw. Yes. Running lanes are opening. That part of it is, is taken care of. Right. Louisville's been stout against the run. Against the pass, not so much. You had a Carolina quarterback that struggled last week, was benched. And he played pretty well against Louisville. That has to be fixed. Now, uh, on the flip side, that's not Deshaun Watson you're playing. So that's only in week three. Now, who are they? They're trying to decide who to choose. Like, last year it was uh, Layla Ali. This year they're thinking between Teddy Bridgewater. That would be awesome. Yes, it would. Or the St. X kid that's winning all the golf. Oh, Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas. Good luck getting him now. Right. It's kind of a big deal. But if it's football game day, who's a bigger deal? 
Teddy Bridgewater. It's football. Right. If this was any other sport or whatever TV thing, I think Justin Thomas, okay. That's like the school that doesn't have a great football player to trot out. Yes, they bring so a they golfer. So they trot out like a women's basketball player that's a legend. They bring a golfer, yes. Yes. No. Although you want to brag on Justin Thomas because he's going to be the PGA Player of the Year. Right. And he's from Goshen, KY. Right. I think it's still, if you get a shot at Teddy... You go get Teddy. Okay, I saw this today about the Vikings. Now, tell me, does this make their image or their their logo, their warrior mascot, any less tough? Okay. A new study revealed that a Viking warrior, whose grave was actually discovered in Sweden back in the 80s, 1880s, was a woman. Hmm. She was a female warrior in her 30s and an officer. She was a high-ranking female officer back in the day, 8th to 10th centuries. So... Is this a progressive society way ahead of its time, or are the Vikings not quite as tough because they had girl fighters? Oh, no, they were just progressive. And she must have been badass. They didn't, I mean, it took them 130 years to figure out it was a girl. Right, yes. I mean, it's Pat. Well, is that why they, um, maybe the Vikings had, or did all of them had braided hair? Or they just thought it was a dude? That could be. So now none of the guys had braided hair. We just thought that was a dude. Did you ever get fooled by that once in a while? You'd be walking on the beach or something, you see this long flowing hair, turn around, it's a guy? Uh, In the 1980s, it happened for me a lot. Because guys wore those really super tight jeans. And they were a lot masculine. So you'd be like, oh, damn. And you get them all. Well, the, and the guys in the 80s had the bushy hair, yes. too. So they had like the girl's hair and the booty. And it's and you get around the top and you go, oh, oh come on. Stuff was stirring and wear, you're a guy. Wear guy G or come on. That's it, right? That's right. That's not the karma chameleon you woke up. I mean, guys used more hairspray than the girls. Mm-hmm. And if they had tight jeans on, you didn't know. Until you got around the other side. Oh, no. And you're like, oh, that's a bulge. That's a package. Oh. I can see the Franks and Beans. Oh, yeah. Okay. They're outlined. Mm-hmm. Because it's really tight You're jeans. staring way too hard. Oh. All did, right. you, did you get out a piece of paper and a pencil? Make a little sketch of it? Yeah. Genesis Diamond. Similar Plaza next to Trader Joe's. We've got time to take your calls, by the way. 571 yeah, sure Plenty of time. Sure but I want to mention Genesis Diamonds. GIA certified diamonds. Get ready. Unbeatable direct importer prices for Genesis. This is the place. We've talked about it for years. They buy diamonds in a place where you got to be a diamond person. That's why they get the best selection. That's why they brought them to Louisville. Louisville, Kentucky has one of the largest selections of GIA certified diamonds in America. Think about that for a second. Here in Louisville. Why Louisville? Cincinnati, Chicago, St. Louis, they're all by us. Why is it Louisville? Because Genesis Diamonds came here. Swiss timepieces, we got them. Genesis Diamonds, Chivalry Plaza next to Trader Joe's, the best selection, the best guarantees, and the best people to deal with. So go by and see them. Uh, Kelly says on Twitter, 822 is, is the... Yep, I was, I was right about the fourth time through. Right. I don't know why we do this. Eight twenty two, nine seventeen, Derby at six thirty four. What but the I, heck? What I have discovered though is, I love football, but these college football games are way, way too long. Oh, and the commercial breaks are insane. Oh my gosh, I can't. I just the other day when we watched them back to back, the football games back to back. It was two weeks ago. It was just like Jackie looked at me and goes, "Are we still watching the Kentucky game? Like, is this game still on?" 
Then Louisville started. Four hours later, still on. Here's one thing I've, I've noticed this year more so than ever, and every single year I guess it's getting worse, and maybe this is the same for you and some of you guys and girls listening, but I'm so excited to have football back. I'm in this mindset of I've got to watch as much of it as I possibly can because football's back. And then I find out I can watch games that don't matter to me for a little while. Yeah. And if there's no compelling reason to keep watching it, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's me too. I, I tried to watch the Giants and the Cowboys last night because it was the Sunday night football game. It was a boring game to watch, and it didn't matter to me. I, I, I was out. I didn't watch it either. I went to the movie It with my son, but I, everyone said, oh, it's a boring win, but I'll take it. So I was like, huh, boring win. Well, it's like Kentucky. They're, yeah. they're 2-0, and but they haven't overwhelmed anybody. But they're 2-0. and I, Boring wins. You can't be at home. It's, it's just Kentucky, though. They play like that, and then they'll go beat South Carolina. So it, who knows? But you're down 13-3 to to, to EKU, and you're at home. Supposed to be SEC. You're at home. You can't do that. They won the game barely by a touchdown. Same as last week, a team with no offense. Uh, Steve Fitzgerald but, on Twitter says, Wright brothers were from Dayton, Ohio. Really? But Kitty Hawk is in North Carolina. It is. All right. So I guess they, there weren't enough uh, bluffs from which to launch a plane. Uh, Jason said, do you know Mayfield did all that after Ohio State disrespected them in Norman last year? I get that. They right. were, there's a difference between singing the fight song and stabbing it with the uh, with the flag, don't you? Is there not? Is there? Am I the only one not seeing that? Yeah. Remember, there was a period of time where you would not step on the Cardinal logo. No, you still. No, can. you can't. What are you talking about? What do you mean? There was a. It time? It never worked out well for the team that did it. There was a time. Ronnie Bass was his name in Remember the Titans. It wasn't. Sonny, oh, okay. It wasn't Sonny Bass. It was Ronnie Bass. Ronnie Bass. You can throw it a mile. But you can't pitch it three feet. And that was Teddy last year. That was excellent deep ball. Yes. Simple crossing route behind the receiver incomplete. The Ripper says since the year two thousand, North Carolina's record is one eighty and two fourteen. Ha. There's still a power sixty five. That's a North Carolina team that would have beaten Kentucky. The Ripper, what is UK's overall record since the year two thousand? Okay? My point is, DeRipper, you were one of the guys on Saturday that was tweeting out while you were losing 13-3 to to EKU at home that Louisville fan needs to slow down about their beating up on North Carolina. Don't worry, DeRipper. You'll have another chance at Lamar Jackson. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. You'll get a chance to do that on your home field. I saw this today, and I thought about your sister. Hello? Excuse me? Because she works at Disney. Yes. So they apparently aren't allowed any negativity. Yeah, they're all gleeful. So they have code words for things that are going on. Do you know about this kind of stuff? No, I do not. She probably knows this. Yes. Okay, let's say there is someone that is extremely rude, horribly nasty, pushing everyone around them to the limit, including the staff. Yes. They can't say anything negative. So what do they say about that person? So if you hear this term about you... It means you're a prick. They're called treasured guests. <laughs> so if you hear about yourself as being a treasured guest, you are no such thing. If someone has vomited in the park, which happens all the time. All the time. No puke on aisle four. Yeah. That's a protein spill. Yes. 
Yes. Which it becomes a code five situation. So you're not cleaning up puke. It's a code five protein spill. The most disgusting one I saw was in the Muppet 3D movie. Oh. And this guy must have been 80 to 90 years old. And he got up after the movie was over. Right when he got up, he must have had the largest pink slushy. Oh. And it came out and it went all oh. over everything. Was it like that Monty Python movie? Oh my god, it was like 10 years ago and I still restaurant? Like, want to throw up right oh. now thinking about it. Was it stinky too? Oh, yes. Oh. Oh. Yuck. And you know that just made everybody wait longer to see the movie next because they had to clean it up. If you hear about a code Winnie while you are at Disney, ironic because Winnie is a poo. And it's about pee. And poo is not Disney. Mm. Is it? What? Winnie, yeah, the, it is. Winnie the Pooh's Disney? Yeah, 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 sure. Okay, so poo is actually pee. Somebody peed in the pool. If you hear about a code Winnie, get out of the pool. When Maggie was like a toddler, two, we're in the... Uh, also? Um, um, what's the... Uh, mermaid? Under the Little sea. Mermaid. Little Mermaid under the sea. Enchantment under the sea dance. Well, the lady playing her is in like a coral bra. Oh. And she's in the little thing. So she's half naked. So Mag- I got Maggie there, and Maggie just reaches Did over. Did she want to go there? Or was Maggie she- just reaches over and goes, right on there on the seashell boob. And she goes, oh, my. Oh, my. And I was like, don't worry about it. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Lunch. <laughs> and a white powder alert at Disney. Is that you in the QMS studio circa 1987? Right. That is, someone is trying to illegally, without permission, spread somebody's ashes in oh, the park. Oh, right. So apparently it happens enough yeah. that there is a term for that, white powder alert. Yeah, they closed down for Saturday and Sunday. It was unprecedented. They kept all the... Par- they kept all the- I thought I read where some people wrote it out in the park. No, no, no. All of the hotels were open. Okay. They were fine. And the hotels, they have their own generators. Disney is its own world. It's like an army base. It's, it's Disney They have their world. own power base and all that, so they're not going to go out. So they loaded up with food, mm-hmm. and they said, just chill in your hotel rooms and, and shop and, and eat and do whatever. Keep spending money. But it was just, it, and they closed Saturday and Sunday, which, again, is unprecedented. It's two-day closure on a weekend. It's unbelievable, because they never close. But they were, so, uh, and it, it wasn't like they overkilled it, right? Oh, they did a little bit, but after Houston and you not evacuating, you I have d- to assume it's going to be the worst Category 5 storm ever, and so you're inconvenienced for a few days. Now, my parents wrote it out on the seventh floor because there's no beer in the shelters, and they were fine. That was Tampa. It was going to be a direct hit, a little south of Tampa, and it was like a bad storm. No damage. I don't. But I'm very fortunate, very happy, and, and thankful that that happened. But I don't, I don't get ridicules, one thing, but I don't get people that get le- legitimately upset that the crazy storm didn't happen. Like, they're legitimately pissed off at the weather people because they said it would be devastating and people would lose their lives and there would be mass hysteria. There wasn't, damn it. People still have their damn electricity. And they bought a bunch of plywood they didn't need. It's like, you're legitimately upset that Florida didn't get wiped off the map? Are you serious? This goes back to the George Bush election. I get it where you're ridiculed, like hanging, hanging, uh, right? Yeah, people that want it wiped off, hanging Chad. Yeah, I get that. I mean, ridicule is one. Like, well, well, they, you know, it's like they're trying to make this out of something. But pissed off? No, these are the same people that will call in when they're watching a show, and the meteorologist will go live because of a radar indicated tornado, and the tornadoes never come. 
So they're not supposed to warn us that conditions are ripe in this cloud for a tornado to drop. Right. And they get mad at them because no tornado happened and damaged or killed anybody. Right. Because you're missing up my programs. All right, short break. Some Steve Harvey show. Air serve of Louisville, five, odds are, 561-0011. So it's that time of the year when it's kind of slow. A lot of us have our air conditioning off. It's being used very little. So we don't really know what's going to happen when it turns to about 20 degrees. You need to have air serve out for a tune-up. You can go through Home Depot or just call them, 561-0011. It's only $59. They'll test all sorts of things. You could be gas. You could be uh, could have a heat pump. Whatever it is, they will thoroughly inspect it. Make sure the charge is there. If that's not there and it's not performing properly, you could get hit with one of those LG&E fueled bills by the emergency heat because your system wasn't quite ready. They can fix it. And they're already there with the $59 call, so it's going to be a lot less expensive than to call them out later when they can find it out now. We change our oil. Richard told me, Richard Cerisi, the owner, people for some reason treat their HVAC system like a refrigerator. What do we do with those? We keep stuff cool until the refrigerator dies, then we get a new one. Your AC system, your HVAC system, needs maintenance just like your car and just like your body. And it's only $59, and you can trust Air serve. They're not going to try to fix something or make something up to make more money. That is not how they operate. Five six one double O double one. Just fifty nine dollars. Back for the last half hour of the show with Tony and Dave on seven ninety. Carity. It's the afternoon underdogs. Brought to you by AirServe on Cards Radio seven ninety KRD. Now, here's Dave Jennings and Tony Benetti. Hey, sit down, Jody Demling. Where are you going? Have Running off already. All right, who's going, to be the, who's going to be the person that's sitting down at the game day? I don't know. I have... Uh, no, you I got have, a thing on your Facebook. I have a thing on uh, CardinalAuthority.com. We have a poll right now, and about an hour ago when I checked it, it was Teddy Bridgewater in a runaway, but Jennifer Lawrence was second. What's the poll question? Oh, 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 sorry. Who's the guest picker? Who would be the guest picker on the college game day? Uh, Yeah, sorry about Uh, that. Not Jim Boeheim. But I don't think Teddy Teddy won't be able to do it because they're playing. You know. (laughs) Teddy won't be able to do it because they're playing. Can't get anybody else. Jennifer Lawrence is not going to be able to do it from what I understand because she has an opening the night before, uh, a movie opening somewhere the night before. Yeah, and so she's going to be booked up or whatever. Um, Bryson Tiller is in town, has a concert at the Yum Center that night. He Who's Bryson Tiller? I was going to ask the same thing. Like one of the hottest R&B. Big R&B singer. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Come on, Tony. Really? Wow. Tony didn't know that, Mud? I didn't either. Well, because it wasn't a hot chick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's true. Thank you. That, that, that's true. Um, I got. There's been a lot of love lately for Donovan Mitchell, who's going to be in town. Oh, man. Um, on, on the pole, and then uh, and then obviously Justin Thomas, he's playing the, the tour championship, the tour thing is this week in Chicago, um, and Tom Jackson. But I don't know uh. that ESPN likes Tom Jackson. No bull. Oh, is he on the outs? No, now? they got rid. They got rid of him. I know, but he, he, I know, but they still. He was there for thirty years. But they got. But they told him to leave. So if they got like rid of, of me, those... they'd ask me to come back on a Saturday and pick stuff. No, but they, no they wouldn't. wouldn't. No. Even if they didn't get rid but of Tom Jackson, it, that was just a cost-cutting thing. That wasn't they hate Tom Jackson now, is it? I, I've read different things. I don't know. I've read, I've read some different things. But uh-huh. I, I think he'd be a great one, honestly. Yeah. Um, you know, and then there's some love for Coach Patino, Coach Crum, um, somebody else I can't remember. You know, like, but, like, it's weird. Like, 
there's not that one person, you know? Yeah, Jennifer All of those Lawrence would work. Jennifer the Lawrence is the one. Jennifer yes, Lawrence is the one. That's the one person. Or as, like I said, and, and again, you didn't know who it was, but all the young hip Dudes. people said Bryson Tiller is the guy. Is is she is she is, is he from here? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She's a U of L fan. But she's not a U of L fan like Ashley Judd is a UK fan. Like no. Ashley oh, Judd no. wants to throw herself off a right. building if UK loses. Right. right. Okay. Right. All right. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. I, I don't. I don't know. I've been told, you know, ESPN picks, but I've been told U of L that the schools have a big say in it. You know, um, and then I had somebody. I've, I've talked to two people today that have said, well, maybe they might just go to like. Some hurricane first responder since it's such a weird week and oh come on I, but I, but I don't think they'd do that. Oh, I mean I'm all for that, but come on. But no. as much as we love Donovan Mitchell, what's his, his national television recognition at this point? Right, that's what I said. Exactly, we would love that. It makes perfect sense. Right, it makes perfect sense for us, but for the national TV, yeah. I, I don't, well, I and know. even Teddy Bridgewater because he hasn't played. For yeah, a year. still, I, but, I, Teddy, but Teddy, Teddy yeah, makes was a starting quarterback in the NFL. I think yeah. he would make. I mean, Jennifer Lawrence is the one. But I just don't think they can. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm I'm all in for first responders, but the hurricane EMS guy is not a Jennifer Lawrence. Right. I said, why don't you just do Lamar's mom? Because I mean, I, honestly, I mean, who, oh, what what other bigger superstar in this that. city? If she yeah. walked into the or city, was Teddy there Bridgewater's you know? mom? What right? <laughs> so what, what? Wait a minute. You, why is Teddy Bridgewater off the list? They play this weekend. Yeah, but he's not playing. Yeah, but he's still he's rehabbing, and I don't know that you can. Can't we fly him in and fly him out? I I, I don't know. I, Does I don't Rick Pitino have a private jet at his use? Access to it, Access I'm sure. To I'm his sure they use. all, like, Thank just you. like you do. No, I do uh, not. We know people that do, though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so it, it's going to be fun. It's a blackout. Um, you know, but by the way, first of all. How about Teddy and Lamar's as, mom at the as, same time? As amazing as – and did you see Teddy? Did you see Teddy's tweet yes, to Lamar? Yes. Did yes. you see Lamar's tweet back no, to Teddy? No, it was uh, like – Something about oh Teddy, you're the goat times two or something. It's right, just right, like it's right. just I was like okay, stop. You know, right, no, right, you're right, the go to infinity. Stop. As great as Lamar was the other day and has been the first two games, you gotta you gotta throw out a little shout out to Jalen Smith too. Did you see that stat? Jalen Smith has more receiving yards through two games than anybody else in Louisville history, and the closest to him is Harry Douglas. He's 50 yards more than Harry Douglas wow. in two games. Now, yes, but there are three guys on the field that look like they're going to play on Sundays, uh, including the kid who who did the three. who who did the get off me, the the That's Seth Dawkins. Seth Dawkins body slammed with one hand the corner or yeah. safety. That yeah. was pretty impressive. That was very impressive. Des Fitzpatrick, like I said last week, runs a, a, a that route he ran was was unbelievable. If you don't know if you're not a technical football guy. I mean, Tony, I know you were. Pro- I don't know if you were watching at the time. Yes. But he ran that round. He ran a pivot round, and he pivoted the other way. And it's just like anybody that's ever coached or played football, you look at that, and you were just like, "Are you kidding me?" I mean, Alex's comment, Alex Cupper's comment in the booth when he ran it was like, "Oh my god, are you kidding me?" You know, it was just one of those like, yeah. It, it, the guy just was right there with him, and then he was gone, and he just. He was wide open. It's, and Lamar stepping in the pocket right, to make the right. throw was Lamar's huge. doing things that he that he would not have done last year. There were at least three or four throws that last year he would have taken off. You know, the one to Jalen Smith, the one that guy comes up the, the middle ball. and he steps up. No, the seventy five yard that he, he yes. steps up into it. Last year that's a twenty yard gain. And, and there's the nothing wrong. With it. He didn't complete two short balls last year. Right. 
And, and now he's got Reggie and Malik Williams coming out of the backfield so many times. That's a big difference. How you know? concerned should we be about the defense at this point, especially the secondary without Jair? I, I don't think you should. I mean, the secondary is young. They're going to give up plays. Louisville's going I, – I don't – I think a lot of people maybe had different opinions, but I, I felt all along Louisville was going to have to outscore people this year. It's just a lot of young guys over there. They're still they, – remember last year at the end of the year, they didn't have any cornerbacks. Well, they've got cornerbacks now. They're just younger, and without Jair, it really puts stress – on those young guys. So they're going to give up points, but Louisville, look, Louisville could have scored 100 the other day. I mean, they, they shot themselves in the foot so many times. Yep. It shouldn't have ever been a game. So when you get a little bit of a lead, hopefully you can do that. Now this week, it's it's going to be a test, but Clemson likes to run the ball. And uh, they've been good there. You know, and Louisville's been good at stopping the run. So the uh, it'll be set up at the Grommeyer, which is in walking distance. Was a half mile, you think? Of, yeah. yeah. I, and I was told by three different people before this is all happening that when ESPN was here last year, the ESPN people were said, "If we ever come back, we're going there." Okay. And so it was not a not because of the stadium, not because it's because that's where ESPN wanted it. Right. Uh, remember when two thousand seven was it seven or eight when. I just saw Eric Crawford tweeted it. It was 2007 or 2008 when uh, game day went to Lexington. They went to the library, which is all across campus. Right, right. Um, and I think they just did one recently, either this year or the last one last year, was at a, like a library. And it's a cool thing. ESPN likes that big field. They like that big opening. Yeah, well, they like the better access and easier access for all their people, too. I right. mean, it's a nightmare if it's next to the stadium. I- anywhere. It doesn't matter. And yeah. especially if you now... Like now, I guess they would if they wanted it over by there, they would have had to do it at Patterson because of all the construction. Uh, Jalen Smith, or I'm sorry, uh, Jeremy Smith is out for the season with a, is it a broken foot or what? He's what? got a fracture in his in his foot, and it's the opposite foot that he hurt in spring. Any other so. news out of the press conference than than a broken um, foot? Um, broken foot. Jair Alexander day to day. Colin Wilson is the freshman running back who was the number two running back in Florida last year. He hurt his hand, had a plate put in his hand. He's he's ready. I think. I mean, we we could see him. We could see him this week. But I will say this. About three weeks ago, right here in this very chair, I remember somebody predicting that Malik Williams would lead the team in rushing this was year. Was that you, Dave? It was, uh, was it Dave Jennings? I think it was. was it I, think I, just, I think I just agreed with Jody when he said You it. agreed with me. Malik Williams is a stud. And, stud. Reggie, and Reggie's not... You know, you said it last week. Is he that guy's going to stick his head? He's not great at the things up the middle, but... When you get him the ball on the outside, you do some things. I mean, he's had he's had two really solid games yeah. uh, out of the running back. He's just not that guy. I don't think that is going to get you four yard, three yards when it's third and three, and you need a guy up, you know, to, to run it up the middle. What grade would Mike Summers have given his line after Purdue, and what grade would he give him after North Carolina? Uh, C minus after Purdue, and I think a B. Uh, after after Carolina, there were some really really good plays. There's a couple plays that I watched back on tape that were blocked as well as we've seen a play blocked in three or four years from a Louisville offensive line. Now, it's not it's not saying a lot because we know their struggles have been on the offensive line, but they for the most part they've kept Lamar clean. The one sack was Lucas McNeil missed his guy, but Lamar also. Kind of missed his little timing, his little step that that he did there. Um, they're getting better. They're getting better, and they're and they're growing up. Um, you know, I thought Robbie Bell, while he got manhandled on a couple of plays, he he did a much better job, obviously, with the snap, mm-hmm. and he's doing a good job of getting his guys in position to do things. And Nate Scheller, when he came in, 
you know, he played three series when Robbie got hurt, and and he was they were fine. They were not they didn't miss a beat. You know, with with their backup in there. Offbeaten uh, question here, but when we get into the softer portion of the schedule, last year Lamar took pretty much every snap. Will there be some Jawan pass here when we start to play some teams where we get out twenty one points or twenty eight points? I- I thought we might see him in the very last the other day just take a snap. Right. And he had his helmet on, and I think he thought he was going in, too. And I think Lamar thought he was coming out. And, and, and they put Lamar back in just to take that last two snaps and, uh, and kneel down, which, by the way, hurt Lamar's yardage because I think they lost three yards. In the last <laughs> oh, you know? stop it. But, um, but, yeah, I think we'll see. We'll see, we'll see Puma yeah. um, at some point. You know, I think I know he's anxious to get in there. Well, his brother tell. was a little rambunctious on Saturday. Yeah, he was. Had a, um, uh, had a personal foul thrown against yeah. him. Yeah, and, and I think you've got to put him in at some point. Because yeah, what, what happens if... Yeah, right, you've got to see something from him. What happens if you have to have him? I mean, that, you, don't, you don't knock on wood. You don't want to think about that. But, you know, I mean, you never you never know. And uh, so I think we definitely see Well, him. ask Jimbo Fisher. This stuff happens. And right. You don't want it to happen, especially when it could be and favorite to be back-to-back Heisman trophies. But you don't, now, want the first, you don't want his first pass to be action that matters in the third quarter of a tight game. I'm just excited and can't wait to hear Paul Rogers say a pass-by-pass, pass-by-pass, pass, <laughs> pass with a pass, <laughs> or pass is pass is well, complete. And then more importantly, the 7th and 8th grade Holy Trinity Lourdes Eagles are 2-0. and Toy Bowl favorites, beat, uh, I think. St. Bernard right? yesterday, twenty-two to uh, yeah, twenty-two to six. See what happens when? Never mind. Oh, wait, when the coaching no, staff no, no, is no, out. I, I was going to say when Tony's not coaching day. <laughs> so what'll happen is you get a couple of runner-up rings, and then the we year were, you don't we coach. We started out three and zero last year. Stop it. Yeah, went to the Toy Bowl, did we not? Runner-up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank All right. you, Jody. See you you may go now. You'll be like Don Mattingly. All your years with the Yankees, no uh, World Series. You retire, World ball. Series the next yeah, year. That's exactly right. All right. Alan can, you, can you weasel your way in there as like a part-time coach just to claim you're part of it? No, no, no. They're doing a great job. would not do that. Maybe I can be he water, pauses, maybe yeah. water boy. Um, Alan Electric 636 Help is the phone number. Give them a call. They won't leave you in the dark. These guys are dedicated electricians. They are master electricians. They are licensed electricians. Like I said, there's a lot of outfits these days that are, we'll do electricity on the side. We'll do. A, we'll come by and, and we'll fix your house on the side. Well, these places can't find, resident. I'm sorry, licensed electricians. It's true. So they hire guys that are kind of good at it. That's exactly right. And they're going to do it. Oh, we do plumbing and we're going to do electric work. Not at Allen Electric. They are dedicated residential electricians 636 help is the phone number back after this short break we'll do the last 15 minutes here on the afternoon underdogs on seven all right folks thanks for uh hanging with us today we've got a couple callers on before we get out of here today exciting stuff for the university of louisville football program uh lamar jackson back on top of you know baker mayfield is right there with him but he is back on top all all baker you know lamar wins on saturday and I say Lamar because he is like 90%. It's a team sport. It's the ultimate team sport. But Lamar's like 90% of the offense. Lamar wins on Saturday. He's, he could possibly win another Heisman. And the Heisman is supposed to be a period of excellence for an entire regular season, not Deshaun Watson and Dabo, how you finished and win the national championship. But if Baker Mayfield is in the neighborhood of Lamar's numbers, even maybe a little bit back, but Oklahoma wins 11 games, goes to the playoff, and Louisville wins 9 it's probably Baker Mayfield's trophy. Team accomplishments Agreed. will come into play this year, whether well, they should or not. Just because they don't want to give it to Lamar again. They, trust me, they're going to try to find any reason not to give it to He's Lamar. He's going to have to do a little more than yes. you think he should. Yes. Jeff, you're on with the dogs. What's up? 
Yeah, I've been out of town for a couple of weeks. If you give me a Trinity update against Mayo and Moeller, I'd appreciate it. You got it, Jeff. We could do that easily. Moeller was he a does college that just team. To, just to get I know me. he does. He hates Trinity. I talked about Trinity, and I did a, se- a, se- a segment with Jason Frakes. Did you sure really? Did. While you oh were gone. Oh, my gosh. I'm a witness. Wow. And I sounded like I knew what I was talking about. Really? Right. You pretended like we do on the show every, every day. Every single day. And he wasn't sarcastic at all. Oh, my gosh. Well... Right at the end, you get uns- uh, you know, mm-hmm. get high school there. And what do you mean the end? I don't know. What are you talking about? I don't know. You said it. I don't know. So, yes, Trinity beat Moeller, and then they beat Mail. The Mail game was, Mail is a really good football team. They just need a quarterback. When that team finds a quarterback, they're going to be as good as Trinity and St. X. There's no doubt about and it. And obviously their defense is decent. Trinity only scored 22. They shut them down in the second half. I think, Moeller, you were expecting to lose as a Trinity guy, weren't you? We were down three scores. I say we because I went there. We, right. we were down three scores, and I was the third-string defensive end as a freshman. Um, and so it's all part of you So and your fiber. We were down three scores. They, they had two tight ends that were 6'4", 240 pounds, and they could run like deer. Those were the tight ends. Right. Okay? The running backs could run. The quarterback looked like Lamar Jackson. I was like, we're going to get killed today. And then Trinity just shut them down and scored the rest of the points and beat Cincinnati Moeller. It's won multiple national championships. Where are you traveling to next? To take on the Bengals? No, a, a Florida Catholic school is headed to Louisville. What class in Florida? I don't know. It's hmm. a good question. It's probably one of the biggies. Four A or five A. I mentioned uh, Bengals, and there was a biggie type performance by yeah. Andy Dalton. Bengals. As in top five worst performances ever in a single game by a starting quarterback. John Skelton was fifth, not a franchise quarterback. Point seven, his quarterback rating. If a quarterback has a 90 on the year, the team is happy. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Tom Brady, they're 115, 120 kind of stuff. Right. 0. 0.7. 0. 0.7. Ken Dorsey, the third-string quarterback at the Browns in 2008, had a 0. 0.6. And ladies and gentlemen, the third-worst performance ever in a single game by a quarterback in NFL history since they were doing the QBR was Andy Dalton <laughs> versus the Ravens. What did Andy do? Interception, interception, sack fumble, interception, and interception. Not <laughs> Bet Midler, not under duress on any of those throws. The Bengals. The Bengals. Point six. Quit being a fan of the QBR. <laughs> Jay Cutler in 2010 had a point five. <laughs> Surprise of all surprises. The worst performance ever. Why the hell would anybody be a Bengals fan? Was Peyton Manning in 2015. Point three. <laughs> You can give Peyton one of those games. No one would fault you if you listen. If you if you live in Cincinnati, no one would fault you if you were a fan of another team. You just have to look at them and go, "Really, the Bengals." And part of the problem was your two bad actors were suspended. Adam Pacman Jones. You. That's the thing. And you never. You haven't won a playoff game since they invented football, and two or three of your players are absolute a holes. Uh, they made a Super Bowl, Tony, twice and lost twice, back a hundred years ago. Ken Anderson. Ken Anderson with Starsky's mustache and a guy named Boomer. <laughs> and now you've got a red rocket. It's awful, man. You've kept, you've kept a lukewarm, mediocre uh, coach. For almost 20 years. 
Well, they get goaded into, you know what, nine wins in a playoff appearance is pretty good. And Let's then they win six, around. and then they win six, and then they win six, and then they win six, and then they win 12, and then they win six, and then they win six, and then they win six. You should be happy. Uh, Deripper, you play them twice. I know you're. I know you're joking. That's why Deripper and I have a great relationship on uh, on Twitter. It's always fun. He says, "With Lamar and Bobby, you guys don't didn't make the playoff. It's a choke job. Sorry, just us." And I'm just kidding you. I know it. Just having fun. Okay. See what, what happens. For All right, man. Uh, have fun. We'll see you tomorrow. Are we somewhere tomorrow? We are indeed. We're at Body Shapes? We are Body Shapes Medical. I'm not sure the location. Okay. We're there, and then we are at 4th Street Live against Fortin Social Club for the next Bobby Petrino show. And then Friday, Sternberg Automotive. I like it. We'll see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mud. For Dave, I'm Tony. And this is the Afternoon Dogs on 790 for now. KRD. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.